everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Jenna. And this week we're going to be taking a almost last look back, because we've still got the Bobbins Awards to come remember, an almost last look back at 2021 in Coronation Street, having a look at some of the highs and lows and middly bits and everything, and uh, just kind of chatting about all the little bits of the year that we haven't really been able to discuss in um, our more recent episodes with the awards and everything. Um, this used to be something that we tagged on to the end of the Conversation Street Awards in years gone by, but I think last year we, we split away from it and um, just give us a little bit more time to peruse over the year's storylines and production things and characters coming and leaving and everything, and um, we'll see how it goes. Um, after that, we're going to be going into what's one of my favourite parts of the year, where we make our predictions for 2022. Jeremy, you got some good predictions for this year? No. Yes, you have. What do you mean? Yeah, I do. She's got some brilliant ones, I bet. I don't know. We, we haven't shared our predictions with each other yet. But um, yeah, we will, we will get ahead to that in a little bit when we've gone back over 2021. Um, now, something that we usually do in the main podcast at the end of each year, but we haven't this year in the cabin, is... Um, uh, having a look at the characters, the top 10 characters in the year, yeah? And it's always been my job since I don't know how long to try and guess which characters um, featured in the top 10 character appearances of the year Gemma, you've got that information there in front of you, haven't you? Yes, it's have you had to? It, it's not well. I'm going to guess what it is, and, I, and people can play along at home. I don't know whether people have had a look at this themselves. Uh, are there just having a little look down? It, do you think it's going to be easy to guess? Are there any kind of surprises in there, there this year? One that you, it might be one that you go, ah. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Right, well, I'm going to jump right in there and say, is Abby in the top 10 for 2021? Where do you think she is? Oh, I get. Do we do, we do, do this as well, don't we? Crikey, I'd almost say, like, like, in the top five for sure. Must be. Yeah. Three? She's number two. Number two. Abby, number two. Fantastic. Okay. Um, right. Who else could it be? Now my mind's gone blank. Um, Nina. Where do you think Nina is? Uh, seven. Nina is number three. Number three. Wow, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well done. Um, okay. Let's do let's do Fizz and Tyrone. Fizz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Fizz yeah, in there. Fizz? Yeah. Uh, five? She's number seven. She's number seven. Okay, Tyrone. Um, I need you to guess Tyrone's exactly. Why? What do you? Do you I... might be surprised. One. Tyrone is number one. Is he? Wow, the most featured character. How many episodes was he in no, this year? No, he's actually number one by ten episodes over Abby. Oh wow! So he was in one hundred and forty-four episodes, and Abby was in one hundred and thirty-three, and Nina was in one hundred and twenty-six. Wow, that is a that's surprising. Actually, isn't that, isn't that actually amazing? Like, yeah. how on earth did he did he manage that? I think it's because he's been in Kevin and and Dabby stories. Yeah, and yeah, also, I guess so. And oh, good for him. This is like this you, is like Tyrone. right back from the early days of the podcast, isn't it? Well, Tyrone was the number one character at, then. As if well, if you look at like the total number of episodes, um, you've got Nina's been in two hundred and ten episodes this year. One hundred and twenty six. Those were this year. Yeah. Um, Abby's been in 375 episodes and 133 of those for this year. Um, Tyrone was in 144 episodes this year, but a total of 2,252 episodes overall. That's amazing. That is absolutely (laughs) amazing. Just imagine. Almost like a quarter of the episodes of Coronation Street he's been in. And he's probably got at least a quid for every one of them. Probably. God, good for him. Okay, um, how many have I got so far then? What's that, five is it? Number one, Tyrone. Number two, Abby. Number three, Nina. Number seven, Fizz. 
Okay, let's um, let's go for to the landlady. Is Jenny in the top ten this yeah. year? Is she? Oh, that's nice. Uh, nine. No. Two. No. Ten. No, because no, Abby's number. I've two. lost. Oh yeah, she is, isn't she? Can I have a look at your list? Um, six. She is number five. Number five. Wow, that's, that's really right. good. I'm really happy about. It. These are some really great characters in the yeah. top ten this year. I'm and so you don't even rate this year. What about no, that? No, I don't. Well, we'll talk more about that later. That's looking good. Okay, what other stories Who's we have this year? Um, is Roy in the top ten? Nope. No Royston. No Royman there. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about is Leanne? Yes. Leanne in the top ten. Now, can you guess? Lower. We've lower. Got number I would four, say. number six, eight, nine, and ten. I'm going to say Leanne at nine. No. Ten. No. Eight. No. Six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is an unusual year to have a man as the top character. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it is. That's a good point. Mm. Um, okay, let's have um, well, Nick then, if Leanne's in there. Any Nick in the Where top Where would then? Nick be? I don't know. Eight. You're the one that wanted to do this. No, I know. I, I always forget that you need maybe guess number this. number ten. Number ten, just sneaking on in there. Okay. Um, right. You've got three characters to go. Ah, uh, now you've my mind's gone You've got every single one blank. you've said has been in has there, been which in is there so far. That's pretty good. That's a good going, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, my mind has gone completely blank now. I can't think of any other characters in Coronation Street. Well, there's definitely a character on here that goes with another character. Is there? Um, um, and there's also another character that is goes with another. There's there's two people missing that go. What? Kevin's not in there, is he? To go with Abby. Is Kevin in there? No, you, you, it's not a question. Yes, it is. Kevin is in there. Yeah. At number, he must be low. He's not been in that much, has You've he? Got nine, four, eight, or nine. Nine for Kev. Kevin is number four. Really, the fourth most featured character yeah. of the year. Wow, Kevin I would have never guessed that. One hundred twenty-four episodes, and Jenny, who's the next one after him, was one hundred and twenty-one. What's Kevin even done this year? <laughs> I don't really know. Got angry. <laughs> yeah, basically. He didn't even fall over this year. That was the year before, no, wasn't no. it? No. Um, okay, I'm really pleased with myself so far. All right, so we've got eight and nine. Um, are, are, are these obvious ones particularly? Are they? I wouldn't say one of them is, but the other one is is still a, one the, a character that goes with one of these characters. Goes with one of the so characters. You've got Tyrone one, Abby two, Nina three, Kevin four, Jenny five, Leanne six, Fizz seven, eight nine a blank, and Nick is number ten. Does does the, does he go? Does he or she go with somebody who doesn't have anyone to go with at the moment, or does this person already have someone to go with? And this is the third person. Uh, no, in the this group. is somebody that doesn't have anybody. Right, associated well, with them in the top ten already. Um, well, Jenny doesn't have anybody associated with her in the top ten at the moment, but Daisy can't be in the top ten, surely, can she? Not is that a question? Okay, Daisy. Daisy's number eight. Whoa! The eighth most featured character of the year! Tell you what, that living in the Rovers really um, gets your episode count up, doesn't it? 110 episodes. Amazing. Now, I um, that's the one I referred to when I said this will probably surprise you that really does considering that this is only her second year in the show and she only just turned up at the very end of 2020 well this is why they had her be one of the people that specifically greeted her majesty the queen i guess it was i guess it was right number nine number nine i've realized also goes with somebody on here goes with already has somebody um i think i'm giving it giving you too many i'm not i'm not having enough clues at the moment you've got one person to go and i've got it all right so far yeah you haven't said oh the pressure 
Which is this is unheard of. Okay, this never happens. Unprecedented. It's Everyone's favourite. It's not Sam. Uh, is it thing Sam? of the year. Can't be Sam. He's only a kid. They wouldn't let him in that much in the year. Oh, Hope. Evelyn. No. Leanne. Jenny. Kevin. Who goes with Nina? Nobody really. Roy. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Can I have any more of a clue, please, miss? Um, you just said somebody that's really obviously related to this person. Somebody related to... Not related, like, as in blood, but... Somebody who... I just said somebody. Did I say somebody who was in the, in there? Yeah, you just mentioned somebody okay. who is very linked to this person. And you're like, no. Oh, I don't know. Come on, more clues, more clues, more clues. We need to get on. Um, they're, they're a younger character. A younger character, Asha. Yes. Hey, yes, I got my top ten. That's amazing. Sorry for, for deafening you there. That's incredible. Even Asha, Asha's made it into the top ten this year. I suppose she has done a fair bit. That's a really solid set of characters for 2021, isn't there? It's not really a dud among them. I mean, I know Kevin's not one of our favourites at the moment, but he's a proper legacy character. But look at that. Abby, Jenny, Nina, Leanne, Viz. I love them all. This doesn't sound right, though. Um, the main characters, right, of, this is from coronationstreet.fandom.com and it's got the running total, like I just said, so terrain has been in 2,252. Yeah. It's got Asha and she's been in 108 episodes this year. Yeah. But her running total is 369. Yeah, she she really didn't have a lot to do. That and I don't so think wrong. I don't think that includes like uncredited appearances when she what, was a baby. baby. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know whether they started credited when Sunita brought yeah, her back okay, when right, Tanisha right, started so. to play her. Oh, so who's who's just out of the top 10, Gemma? Oh. Who didn't quite do enough acting this year? <laughs> Whose contract needs to be readjusted? Yeah. Oh, there's a joint 10. I didn't realize this. Oh, is there? Go on, who is it? Just Debbie. tell me. Oh, nice. That's another fantastic character. Wow. And you've got Roy Cropper, who's number 12. Oh, I guess, Roy. Dev, 13. Nice. Alina is 14. Summer is 15. David is 16. Carla is 17. Sally Metcalf is 18. Emma is 19. And Imran is 20. Oh, yeah, 20 Yeah, that's really year. cool. Nice. And then you've got Simon's 21 and Toya is joint 21 with Simon, Toya and Daniel. How many episodes did Imran get over Toya? He, Imran's been in 83 and Toya was in 81. Oh, okay. Oh. Pretty close, pretty close that you picked up the post there. That's really cool. That's really cool though. Yeah, love it. Um, some fantastic So some really, there. honestly, that that is an absolute dream team of characters for me. The vast majority of that. But yeah, like you said earlier, I'm kind of, 2021's just left me with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But I tell you, what, it's nothing to do with those characters. I think that on the whole, the storylines in 2021 for me, when they were good... They were great. And I think to, to some of my favourite parts of Coronation Street in 2021... And when they were bad, they were horrid. Exactly. Some of my favourite parts of Corrie that last year, the um, you know, the Fizz and Tyrone storyline, I really enjoyed. Not such a fan of Alina, but I'm, I'm really pleased that that couple, who's one of my favourite Corrie couples, got a, got a great story. Abby, everybody knows that I love her. Jenny, same thing. Um... That, that was great. The Coronation Street stuff was amazing. I think there were just some periods a little bit too much where it maybe dragged on for a bit too long or the story disappeared and then came back later and I thought I can't remember what's happening here um but we will talk about that in a little bit because before we talk about um the the stories and everything and the, and the, uh, for the for the year generally Coronation Street in 2021 had um 
we were we were seeing that we were seeing the light after COVID, weren't we? Yeah. Eventually, I mean, we we started the year. Everyone's in bubbles. They made a huge thing about oh, did you like that at Christmas? We had Alia and Jeff together up on the roof. Um, Sarah and um Ian had to had to bubble up together, and then straight into twenty twenty two or not to twenty twenty one. Sorry, not long into it, we had Debbie and Kevin in the freezer because Mike and Sue had to um, bubble up together, but we're we're seeing the way out and looking at the show now. It almost doesn't appear like there are many restrictions in place at all don't you think it does appear that way obviously everybody is dealing with a lot of um impact from the new variant which is incredibly disruptive Mm. so uh, luckily it seems to be fairly mild but i do wonder whether people are panicking in cory because the unfortunate thing is you can catch it more than once covid Mm. And when it's as catching as this variant is, even if it doesn't knock you out and mean you're sick, you still have to isolate in England. Yeah. You still have to isolate for a certain period of time, which is, I just can't remember what it is now. We keep changing it. Well, I think we're currently like a week and then if you get a negative two days in a row, then you can go back to work again. So it it is better, but you're right, it's going to be disruptive still for a good while. So, you know, this hasn't seemed to have happened yet. But were they to film some scenes that were, that were not socially distanced and somebody had COVID and didn't realise, I think it'd be very easy to give it to everybody mm. and end up with a whole like unit of people who aren't able but to they, come to work. They do their lateral flows, don't they? That yeah, I, but I th- okay, Michael, everybody... Listen, the, the unfortunate side effect of the pandemic and the measures that we're all asked to take is that when you catch COVID, a lot of the time, people seem to blame you for doing something wrong. But it's perfectly possible to follow all the, all the rules yeah. and catch it and spread it. Because we both had... You got your positive test um, a few days after getting symptoms, which you thought was a cold. Mm. And you, you tested on the day that you first got your symptoms. Yeah. And you didn't get a, ne- a positive result until two or three days in. Mm. And neither did I. So yeah. we both had COVID for three days before before it showed up on a test. Mm. And you can't, even if you get a PCR test, you will not necessarily get the results the same day. No, exactly. And I think Coronation Street, they, they must have been going through, I mean, like all the, the continuing dramas, people having to duck out and isolate all the time and and to be fair to them that I mean that the whole of the pandemic I mean this this is something that Ian McLeod as a producer should be so chuffed with himself with they've managed to come through the whole of this relatively unscathed without noticing they there I hasn't been think that's true. there hasn't been a stop in production uh well I mean there was a stop in production but there, we didn't run out of episodes this year we were able to keep up with our six episodes a week all the time. Yes, there have been actors dropped off. A lot of them are probably doing it privately, but somebody like you know Sally Carmen came out and said, "Yeah, I had COVID for a bit," and it was right at the height of that trial stuff in in the uh, in September. And yes, we're looking at it, you thought oh, that, that's a bit odd that Abby's disappeared, but. You know, bringing the actress back in, I'm sure they would have filmed some other scenes to sneak in at the last moment. It really does look very, very smooth. So props to everybody involved in that. I think it's been, particularly since the Horonation Street stuff, pretty much as a viewer looking like it did before. 
there's a few scenes where there's characters that are a little bit spaced apart there was like the Christmas sing song um, a couple of weeks ago where nobody was quite close together um, and but but on the whole you know if a character needs or you know it would benefit the scene from them sitting on a bench next to each other or or being shoulder to shoulder or anything it feels like they're doing that and that's great you got your kissing again you're cuddling up on the sofa and that's something that was sorely missed for a good long time in coronation street it'd just be a real shame if they started yeah. having sex i agree <laughs> No sex people. caught me off in a stride. It'd be a real shame if they had to go back to the way it used to be. Obviously, they need to do everything safely, but it feels like the light is, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is within reach now. I'm going to say, until the government... until the, I think there's going to be a point at which the government says, no more isolation, no more anything. If you've got COVID, do what you like. It's up to you. Because it's going to get more prevalent... Because it's going to be spread easier mm. and the symptoms will get fewer. Yeah. There's no law against going around when you've got the flu. And I've seen um, people argue, I don't know, I haven't looked into it, that the flu is actually more deadly now than COVID. Because at one point, obviously, it was the other way around. Mm. Flu is arguably more deadly than COVID, but there's no restrictions legally upon a person who's suffering from a flu or indeed any kind of illness, I don't think, no. to to isolate themselves or quarantine themselves. So at some point, the government's going to say, do what you want. I just wonder what and that's going to mean then, for... Yeah. But then that will mean that the, the Coronation Street doesn't have to worry. But until that point, they could be looking at a scenario that I said where everyone's perfectly fine not really got very many symptoms, but have to stay at home for a week. Mm. And there's a whole load of them. Yeah. And if yeah. they get, if it gets staggered, you know, and you've got like two weeks where a whole unit of people can't come into work. Yeah. What a nightmare. And a until that time, until the government completely does away with any kind of COVID quarantines for people, there's always going to be the spectre of this story could change at any minute. And what do you do if you're on the production team? Do you always have in your head, what if this doesn't work out? Like, is that not just a massive waste of your time and and energy and brain space? Or is it actually very much needed? I don't know. I suppose we don't know how much they've had to, you know, call upon those backup plans. I think it would make more sense from a point of view of, you know, just being sane and not spending every waking minute of your day thinking about it to say, don't worry about it until we have to. Mm. Yeah. But equally, there, there must be some massive storylines that just simply couldn't work. But then again, you know, they managed to do the Corey storyline without Abby when, you know, mm. Sally Carmen got... Yeah, and, they, and also, I mean, they, they had Seb and Nina as a couple together without actually... <laughs> standing near each other let alone kissing or or hugging or anything and that was you know that we we had that voted as the top new couple of the year in the conversation street awards last week so another thing that coronation street has done well i think is to be flexible with how they film things so you have um izzy um the actress Shirley um, Houston. Houston MBE don't you know yes isolating at home that was so good and that they filming were able to her do that. scenes there with her real life partner who yeah, totally. got a job on the show that was so cool I, I was really happy to see that obviously the story was uh, it was over and done within a couple of weeks wasn't I don't it? know we... whose idea it was for this but we do know that um as you say Shirley's been um, given an honour by the Queen MBE partially for her well I think it is mostly not for acting it's for her services oh, yeah, to yeah, definitely. Um, disabled people and mm. activism in that area and yeah. um, you know was this like, her idea 
I don't know. No, um, I don't. I can't remember. I don't know whose idea it was, but it's a really brilliant uh, way of working around. <laughs> Listen, yeah. it's a really brilliant way of working around somebody who needs different uh, working conditions to other people. Mm, yeah. And um, if everybody could be this flexible, imagine what strides we could make mm. to um integrating people more yeah that was a really important story um, not only was it important because it showed how she was still you know the character of izzy was struggling but it also demonstrated very visually to to like people around the country this is how you can work with with people on your staff who have different needs to yeah. the rest of your uh, not just in the right. not just Adapting. in the plot of the show but also in in production the production of the show, yeah. Mm. but yeah, I, I, I also pleased with that story because it did bring us Fergus, and I, and he's been oh, sadly yes, underused recently. <laughs> Fergus is fantastic. Um, how how many episodes he's been in so far? Eight, nine, ten, maybe. Oh, I don't know, but great, um, he's a really cool character, and I I do hope that he gets. I mean, I'm I'm wondering is it if when Izzy comes back to the show, is she going to be bringing Fergus on her arm? I don't know. I, I wonder, the other thing I was thinking about the COVID, and we will talk about things that aren't COVID related, but you know, it's a bit of a talking point at the moment, everybody, is there have been some sets that we haven't seen very much of. Now, we have had a bit of a moan on the podcast about the fact that the Rovers has been really not frequently used for a good two years now. Which People is... aren't going to the pub in the pandemic. No, I know. How dare they? Um, although Jenny still managed to get into the top five characters of the year, it looks like. And Daisy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, when they have had the Rover scenes, it's been fairly empty. We have started to see a few more background characters in there now, haven't we? And, have and in the factory as well. It's better, but it's not as full and packed and lively as it once was. Definitely not, but it really is nice to see those... Uh, rooms being slowly filled out. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that they do go back to, to filling them up properly because, I mean, it, that you, you might say that somebody on the production team might be like, well, it wasn't too bad when there are only six people in the room. Let's not hire back all the background artists. We don't need them in there. The scenes work well enough without them. I think that would be a bit of a, a shame. I if don't they, think if that's that... going to happen. I, I can see not. what you mean. And obviously, I think we've all experience to some extent or another companies who have cut back on services or other things because of covid just going well nobody complained about that mm. we'll just carry on like it is but yeah yeah um but but i mean at least we've seen the rovers there have been some other sets that i i really don't know whether we've seen at all this year trim up north's in an odd one because they've talked about it they've had stew going and sleeping yeah, in there kelly's got a job in trim up north yeah i don't think we've seen it at all this year is there something inherent about that set that makes it a you know, a death trap or or a breeding ground for coronavirus. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the um, square footage has to be a minimum amount for. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like we've we've stepped inside there. Is that a particularly small set? I don't know. I think it was. But... It's pretty crowded, as I remember. Mm. And also, I don't remember. I'm missing Vin Diesel the Weasel. Yeah, but the other thing about that to remember is there are, there isn't really. I know that in those two scenarios you just mentioned about. Kelly, you know, sweeping up hair or mm. Stu lying on the floor, you wouldn't actually need very many people. Just those characters actually by themselves yeah. would have worked. But 
if you want to have somebody to get, pretending to give somebody else a haircut, you kind of have to have them pretty close. Yeah, you do. And, but... and is it really necessary, you know, considering all of the health and safety things, you, you have processes that have to be put into place, is it actually worth your time to say, mm. yeah, let's get an extra in, let's get them to do the PCR test, let's make sure they isolate, blah, 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 so that David can pretend to cut their hair? Yeah, maybe not. I don't, don't know. don't really need I mean, it. it's the same with the other salon as well. That's... The, the salon and some of the other buildings are still a bit of a casualty of this whole Ray's buying up the whole street storyline because uh, Debbie still seems to own... <laughs> I've written it down somewhere in these notes. She she owns, like... Does she own the part of the cabin? I can't remember. She owns she owns the salon for sure. I, she owns... I think she's an owner, the owner of streetcars at the moment, Debbie. Yeah, she is. But nothing's really happening with that because all we ever see is her in the bistro and occasionally Chariot Square. But even now, we she makes a very rare appearance. But I, I'm hoping that in 2022, they'll maybe let's have her selling them off to someone, maybe. I, I don't know. And maybe maybe we'll get to see the inside of the salon or, or maybe the salon turns into something else because lots of people have always said that having a trim up north and the salon there has been a bit of a, you know, doubling up for no particularly good reason. And and, and it was Alina's nail bar for a bit in the summer this year, wasn't it? And, and now it's just there, nothing. Though. So, um, yeah, yeah well, I don't we... know, Cla- Claudia must be coining it in at the moment because everyone's obviously going to there instead. Don't forget our old um, little group of uh, shops that we used to live near had literally two Indian takeaways about four. That's very true. We did didn't away we? from each other. Yeah, I think, and they've been there for about twenty five years, both of them. Yeah, I think uh, I think what you were saying about the square footage and everything. So salon is quite an enclosed set, isn't it? So is Preston's Petals, and that's one that is filmed on the street, isn't it? There's not a set from Preston's. It's literally on the street. You go into the building, yeah, and there it is. So, so that's an actual building. So maybe that that is a little bit. Um, unsafe there and why we haven't seen much in the yeah, flower just, uh, shop i'll just quickly say that's that's the case some some of them um that's a very rare thing where the set will actually be in situ mm, that's um, the phrase I was some of for. them will have nothing behind the door and some of them like roy's rolls have got like a little tiny quasi kind of area that yeah. looks uh authentic from a certain camera angle to fool you but the rest of it's just nothing yeah yeah the um we haven't seen we haven't seen much of the cabin this year have we no i know you know it's kathy and uh and brian i, I reckon if you were to you know take a straw a straw poll of just pick a random coronation street view in the street and say who owns the cabin at the moment then i bet I bet a lot of people wouldn't know. Do you know what? That would be a really fun thing to do at Media City one day is to just stand outside the set and see if there are any, like, Corey fans and go, right, Corey quiz time. I want to ask the know. actors as they go in. Yeah. And then if they... <laughs> Melanie Hill, who owns the cabin at the moment? Um... <laughs> I think she might know. I think she might do. And then if they get it right, we give them a, a, um, a piece of Conversation Street merchandise and they go... What's this? <laughs> <laughs> um, on the flip side, though, we have there have been some sets that I think we've seen more of, like the factory is finally being used because it had that uh, glow up. Was it 2020, maybe? Such an unfortunate time to make over a set that then became inherently yeah. unusable. But we've seen a few people on sewing machines this year. Yeah, we've had have, a few more scenes. We, it's still a little we, bit. It's still very office-based, isn't it? sitting around doing nothing in an office, which, you know, makes me think that maybe it's some kind of commentary on office workers from from the the writing team at Coronation Street Street. I think they're all like limp wristed <laughs> southern Nancy's who work in offices in London doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean we, we've talked lots about the factory and how it's maybe closing time or it just needs to be turned into something else. But 
yeah, I wonder whether some of these businesses that we haven't seen much of or that Debbie owns, is this going to be an opportunity for a bit of a, a bit of a change? I don't know, because Coronation Street, some people would say is a bit stuck in the past and they don't like there to be the change. No. And, we, and we said that when Ray was going to tear down the street, maybe that wouldn't necessarily be a 100% bad thing. I don't know. I've got a feeling that eventually things will go back to, to being the same old, same old. Although change still happens. We have Shettleworths this year, don't we? There's a funeral parlour on the street for 2021. Hooray! Um, That's what we need just a nice that's bit of levity bit, to the that's pandemic. been a bit of a controversial addition to the set hasn't it you know in hindsight i would i would imagine that perhaps they think to themselves oh yeah maybe that wasn't a good idea <laughs> but you know we i haven't found it offensive i haven't i think lots of some people, people have, have um, and that's you know with, with good reason absolutely it's not been a, a great time has it but no, um no we i mean it's 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 not been offensive to me necessarily, but some of the stuff in there, like, you know, remember the scene earlier this year where Todd and George were chasing around the coffin, then Todd, it was with Phelan's ashes, was, I didn't wasn't like it? that. And he falls over and Phelan's ashes go over. I didn't like I was just offended as a Phelan fan more than just, this well, is you know, such bad it, it taste. Just, there you go, you know, it, it goes to show you that when it affects you personally, you have a problem <laughs> Exactly. For it. some people, they don't like it because they know somebody who passed away in, uh, in the past uh, couple of years. And with us, it's just because well, we really I mean, did like Pat Phelan. Yeah, but also we do know somebody that passed away in the last two years. We do, we do know that as well. That's true. We just but don't have any feelings. I, I like how, I think I like how they got a funeral parlour. I'm growing to like George more, although he's still not quite there as a character yet, is he? I think they're still trying to figure him out. And is he is he funny? Is he has he got a serious side? What's I'll going on with him I and think. Eileen? I know they're together, but what do you think? I think he still feels like Eileen's man. Like there are there are, I think there are two types of character. There's who ends up going out with an established character. There's a character who's purely introduced this is so-and-so's new boyfriend. Mm. And then there's a character who, who gets introduced and, and then starts dating somebody. Yeah. And I think, if you say, for example, like, look at Daisy. You know, Daisy doesn't feel like a character who was introduced to eventually ends up dating Daniel. No. Char- Daisy feels like a permanent character who started dating everybody. And that's, you know, part of her ongoing story. Whereas George feels... If you said to me, George came in to be Eileen's girl boyfriend and now he's going to leave because he's been there for two years I'd say okay makes sense yeah. he doesn't feel like a character in his own right yet and it's probably because of Covid and due to the fact that he has had very limited interactions with anybody who isn't Todd and Eileen yeah absolutely you're, you're totally right but I think they're trying to remedy that for example putting him in with, with Sam but my worry is that if there aren't enough other characters that it feels like he could have a genuine connection with no which is weird because there are plenty of characters who don't really talk to anybody but still feel more established than he is but i guess it's because he's not been there for very long no i mean you're not going to hopefully have to have much to do with the funeral director in real life would not very often so i think yeah they 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 do that they really should try and integrate him some way into someone else's story just getting him into yeah, integrating a little bit more, which they've started to do a little bit more with the Baileys, but it's still been very slow going for them. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly happy with that set. Quite like the new Speed Dial set. It's a bit of a change. Um, speaking of sets, we, I'm sure by this point we're supposed to have had this new bit of the set, aren't we? You know, they were, a couple of years yeah. ago they started work on the development there on a, on a new frontage and a, and a new visitor centre and everything. That's obviously been put on hold. So hopefully in the next few months, well, half six months maybe we'll we'll be able to see a new set. But I I do every time they open up a new bit, think it's just more and more reason for them not to go out location filming, and and it's a real shame 
that they are feel more and more walled in. Now they, we first saw them go out. Um, that was that it was funny because as the year went on, they they gradually gradually took baby steps outside Media City, didn't they? There was like one scene with um, I can't remember who it was. Was it Simon collecting drugs from someone just on uh, yeah, on Trafford right. Wharf Road, just uh, just outside of it? <laughs> we had um, we had Nina getting attacked just outside the Coronation Street set by the Imperial War Museum. Um, but then we also had a little bit on the wastelands. We're slowly, slowly getting out there, and I totally get how they you couldn't just have Coronation Street cast and crew going around willy nilly during the the main height of the pandemic. But um, they really well, nobody was allowed to go anywhere. No, exactly. But I, I I really hope that in twenty twenty two they start to extend out. But the more they have their own sets, you know, you got your permanent hospital set, you got your your prison cell set. Um, the more that the more that that you have. The, the hotel because chariot square is being used ridiculously high amount compared to how hotels have been needed in the past in coronation street it's just a shame because every time chariot square comes on now it's like oh there they are again they just i don't know why they don't have different wallpaper mm. on the different walls because it does like we haven't been there for a long time but when we were there the whole thing was cohesively decorated as one big space which makes sense but the way they're using it at the moment, if they just painted all the walls different colours, it would look like a different set. Yeah, I mean... Each time and it wouldn't be so glaringly obvious. What makes Chariot Square different from some of the house but sets? But at least or... they're not pretending it's a different place. No, exactly. But what makes it different to some of the other sets is there's other houses and businesses and whatever that can be taken apart and then brought back again when it's needed, where this is permanently in the above the police station. They can't wheel something else into that set. Know, so that's always like they there. Just put a, a wall fake wall i don't know i, I don't, don't have know. as much of a problem with it as you do because i think it's like the function hall it's like instead of having a community center it's kind of like the old mission i guess i guess it is yeah it's i like, guess th- it is doesn't, isn't that a sad indictment on the lack of spirituality and and rampant consumerism in this country <laughs> that we replaced a mission hall for good christian folk with a sleazy hotel full of um escorts and drunkards <laughs> yeah yeah totally totally know what you mean um and it's a lovely wedding venue as well of course of course um what else have we got this Both year before we get onto the stories i um we got more merch this year for 2021 and coronation street Very in fact nice. we just had some mugs delivered today from the itv shops when that's came, cool that they're ramping that up and it came the guy brought bought the parcel mm. and i looked down and it said your name on it so i was like what is this because i know i'm always ordering things and when I looked at it, on the label, it said something about Love Island. Oh, really? We can so get Love like, Island stuff from there as well. it's from ITV. <laughs> so that's great. We've got our R-Rail as well that you can get in some co-ops around the country. Um, so I, I hope that as 2022 um, continues, that that gets more and more. And maybe they expand out the designs a little bit because they're still playing it a little bit safe using the same old quotes and maybe modernising some of the designs on the merch because I, there's only a certain number of viewers that actually want to me a bet gilroy quote on the mug isn't there but uh, that that's great because i've been asking for that sort of stuff for years um another oh go on i was just i was just like we we had a discussion about who who wants stuff and what do they want mm. and what market research have they done etc yeah, yeah. but the only thing like i know that they're trying to branch out more into younger viewers by having such a big cast of like teenage characters i just wonder like what what how do you appeal to the youth 
And the only thing I can think of is TikTok filters. <laughs> well, it's, it's something to do with phones anyway, isn't it? And they, and they tried that with Coronation Street words and design just last Christmas. And that's kind of fizzled out this well, year. As long as, they get the money, as long as they got the money for the licence, I don't think they really care. No, I know. And what but happened I, um... to those two boys that were supposed to be on TikTok? They were oh, yeah. famous TikTok people. I don't know what happened with that. Who were going to promote Coronation Street to, their, to the youth. Maybe they defected to Hollyoaks or something. Maybe. Yeah, the words and design stuff is a real shame for me because as, as repetitive as that app was I really really did enjoy every time they had an update going oh I wonder you know which yeah, bitch room are we going to do in the house I know, now you mostly good... liked it for the script I did the, I loved it for the, the script design thing yeah but but the, the, they teased us with that because when you first go into it you can see a whole map of the street can't you see Coronation Street you can see down a bit of Rosamond Street slightly into Victoria Street all the back gardens and everything so the potential was there the groundwork was laid to be able to go inside all these houses have tons of classic characters in the past and in the end we ended up with Bet, Ken, Jack, Vera. That's still pretty good. And I think that's it. Four characters. Michael, you and Polly, three other people, <laughs> are joining in commiserating on this and everyone else I know. probably didn't play it. I know, I which think, is why they I'm didn't carry say it on. a big props to, to them for coming up with something that was as tailored to Coronation Street as it ended up being, because it would have been very easy to have done absolutely nothing, no script, nothing funny, no no real integration whatsoever, apart from licensing the name yeah. and putting a couple of, you know, pieces of character art in there. Mm. They actually made a massively long script that was really funny and full of really great references. They did, they did, so which makes that... it worse that for to me that it's just it just stopped. The, the, the updates became further and further apart and, you know, it's been six months maybe now I'm so I'm guessing since the last one so I think it's it is over but you know maybe they'll surprise me the the other I think we'll, we'll start we'll go back onto the stories in a minute but the other thing for 2020 that sticks out to me as a, as a massive um change in the show was the whole uh debacle over the summer with the uh uploading the episode early onto the ITV hub on Monday morning during the Olympics and um I'm sure if you were listening to the podcast back then you'll remember that we were quite incensed at this move weren't we oh we lost our minds didn't we <laughs> just because what were we mad about particularly was it it was because we <laughs> I'm sure we were we had a very because, good reason to no, be mad at the time the reason that we were mad was because it feels as though it doesn't solve the problem of people want to binge watch something that's inherently unbingeable and it also destroyed the sense of instant community that you get if you yeah, watch it live cooler. and talk about it on Twitter. Now, the thing is about Twitter is that it causes big waves, but actually not that many people use it and even fewer people post. Mm. So the representation on on Twitter of Cory fans is probably not even an actual round percentage of the people that watch it. Yeah, so, that's a blip, I'm sure. But the, the thing that my argument was that those quotes and instant reactions are what the tabloids write about when they talk about Coronation Street fans, this and that. And it is a load of fluff and nonsense because it's just people, just like five people every time saying some kind of outrageous reaction to something. Corey but, fans stunned as Yasmin throws Alia and Ryan out of their house. Yeah, no, exactly. who lives it? Zidane. Whatever. Exactly. But it still generates discussion and it still makes it keeps coronation street in the news cycle mm. however silly and for me it was more thing. it was more personal and maybe selfish reasons that i hated the fact that 
other people had been able to see this week's Coronation Street and I couldn't because I was at work. And it was it was heavy going, wasn't it, in the summer? We kind of committed to watching all of the week's episodes on the Monday evening and recording the podcast. It was a real heavy Monday evening and it's certainly not something that I'd want to carry on. But we, Because I, I didn't want to go through the week worrying that somebody would spoil something on Twitter. And, and as it turned out, I didn't really see very much, if anything at all, during the week between you know Tuesday and Friday when other people were spoiling it. But eventually, if they if they were to bring that back and make it permanent big surprise shocking twist would happen and it, it'd get out and it's it's just it's just a shame and I, I think but it, it probably is inevitable but... its own thunder because if the point of uh, an episode is to shock you within a revelation but then you hear the revelation before the episode are you going to bother watching it mm, yeah exactly maybe or, or maybe it gets this... more people to watch it i don't know we've gone through this too much yeah. already yeah okay so um let's well let's move on to storylines then and um what what would you say was your story of the year it's probably the hate crime story yeah that's I, I... been the one that's dominated everything and Horonation street was definitely the stunt like the kind of the step piece of the year but that was a culmination of things that happened in the hate crime story because you had Abby and Corey and, and mm. everything. Yeah, yeah. With, with Horonation Street as well, which, you know, not everybody liked, but I thought was fantastic fun, was... Um, it was a it was hurrah we're kind of easing off the covid restrictions we can do stunts we couldn't do them for the 60th anniversary this year but by golly we can have somebody fall down a sinkhole this year and um th- although the the hate crime story i would say is probably my um story of the year that that week when we had the horror nation street stuff i was i was on the edge of my seat and just loving it and also laughing about the ridiculousness of just the floor opening at convenient moments throughout the whole week but um it was it was silly fluffy amazing brilliance i thought but for sheer consistency yeah that the hate crime story was it and what was a re- another proper highlight of the year for me was that two weeks was it from the attack onwards where literally it was the only storyline and we and we didn't have you know sean and his mlm or billy is he going out with paul or todd kind of butting in there to spoil it it was a really dense um, brilliantly told story with a small cast of characters reacting to these horrific events. And um, it's honestly, I think it's something I'd like Corey to try more often, taking a story that they know is going to land well and just going full out on that. Forget about the other ones, forget about the B stories. Um, yeah, I, I hope that they do try that again. Did you Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I thought it was, um, it was a risky uh, change of pace, wasn't it? Because if you don't like those group of characters... Mm. Um, but you know, if any any time you do something slightly out unusual, it's going to be a risk, especially with a the soap that is kind of known for being traditional and having a very set way of set of telling stories, mm. and has to appeal very broadly to lots of different people all at once. Yeah, yeah, we we've we've talked about a lot about that one recently, so maybe we move on. But um, the Fizz and Tyrone story didn't get any nods at the Conversation Street Awards, did it? But um. I really enjoyed that, and I remember going to um one of the the Zoom press meetings this year, which is you know another COVID thing, and and that's been a podcast highlight this year actually for me, being able to go to one of the a couple of the press events actually virtually, and and uh, watching these interviews yeah, of the fun. cast online, and uh, that storyline was revealed in one that I went to, and 
I, 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 my initial reaction was, oh no, not Fizz and Tyrone, don't split them up. I just want them to get married because I think they're a great couple together. And uh, But actually, even though they're still not back together and it's like they maybe will do at some point, um, that, that's that's been brilliant stuff for me. I, I love the scene where Fizz found out about Tyrone fancying Alina. That was one of my scenes of the year for sure, that, that eight, nine minute epic scene where there was where both of them just opened up in a very... It was, yeah. Just the the, 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 the raw emotions of, of, of and the very natural and relatable kind of dialogue between those two characters that I'm sure lots of couples have been through in the past. Um and and all, all the fun stuff with Tyrone kind of it's slowly dawning over on him over the next couple of months that he was going out with somebody that was what, 15 years his junior and but could have come from another planet the, the, the about her being you know in the instagram world and he was a bit Being of a fuddy duddy yeah that that um that portrait that they had done of them in front of the exploding car was um that's one of my iconic images of coronation street in 2021 it really annoyed me how little time he spent trying to understand alina or anything about her country like he didn't even know what what village she was from no. it's ridiculous but obviously we had quite a few exits this year and Alina was one of them yeah she was she's popped off hasn't she quite she's... a lot of the people that left have either gone to prison or died so <laughs> or gone to Romania she's Lina's a bit an outlier there then you've got Johnny he's died Natasha he's died Grace is in prison no, no Grace in not. prison Grace has escaped Norris is dead yeah yeah that's not been so good for them has it I think I think we maybe haven't seen the last of Alina because we did see her cradling her stomach. There was the whole baby thing, and, and I don't I, want her back too soon. I, I don't want her back too soon. I think that she very well could come back soon. Yeah, I think um, it. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she came back next year. No, no, I wouldn't. Year. I, I haven't wouldn't predicted either. that she will, but um, you know, maybe that should be a prediction of mine mm. is that she returns. Yeah, well, I remember when she got pregnant. I was disappointed because I I didn't need Tyrone to be um you know, saddled with Alina for the rest of his life. And then when it turned out she had a miscarriage in the fire, um, I was kind of a little bit pleased with it. But that, that was quite a good twist. I don't think um, the, the, the miscarriage was... Um, was spoiled in the press beforehand so that was quite cool that that happened sorry Alina but sorry, then when it turns sorry. out that maybe she is pregnant again it's like oh okay okay it's lingering there in the background is it to uh to descend on us at some point in the future um but yeah I think uh Johnny's exit um absolutely a, tragic one of my favorite things of the yeah. year and, and obviously Seb as well giving time to that that relationship and those two characters who were such a massive part of Coronation Street um, you know, the, the unfortunate side effect of COVID is that the landlady of the Rovers is no longer the top job. I don't mm. think there is, you know, the queen of the street, the job for, you know, job description for that. Is, it no. seems a bit uh, fractured now, but hopefully, you know, I, I really truly think the Rovers is the heart of Coronation Street. Really should And be. I think if one, if, if one thing is on the to-do list for this year, it should be sort of return the rovers to its to its former glory mm. um so even though we didn't get to see much of johnny and johnny over the past couple of years because of covid i'm still really glad that they took the time to give them a really truly tragic romantic exit mm. 
I loved it. And um, that, th- them splitting up was another massive rant from, from me earlier in the spring, wasn't it? It was early summer, I can't remember, when she ends up bedding Ronnie. But um, it, I, I loved the fact that they it was an amicable split. And, and you're right, the, the last moments were just great. And, you know, Richard Hawley wanted to leave, so it's not like Corrie said, we don't need that character anymore. Um, fair play. And, um, and, and now, yeah, now Jenny is free to to mingle again and she's already been doing a bit of mingling with Leo so we'll have to see where that goes but uh, I think if the Rovers is to become that central hub that it once was we do need to get more characters in there at once one, one of the things about Cory in the past was like during the early bits of the episode you'd have all your characters going off and doing their daily business and then towards the end of the episode pubs open all the characters from all the stories kind of converge in there and then you have your you have crossover of stories when the characters chat at the bar about what they've been up to and then you get a scene of one character in a booth with another set of characters in a booth then you have the characters over there and and that community feel we we just haven't really had because there's only ever one story going on at the Robers at the moment isn't it so who should we sit in the Robers I mean the the cafe if the cafe seems to be the the social hub of Coronation Street at the moment at least sometimes they have one story going on on one set of seats and then the other side of the room maybe somebody's watching in on them and that doesn't that doesn't feel right as much as I love Roy the the Robers should be the heart of Coronation Street so get get more characters converging in there at the end of the episode and also I would say try and I don't know how but to build up the bar team because when when the Rovers has been at its best, it's had a real solid group of bar staff as well. If you think back to like, you, you had your Annie, Bet, Betty, Fred in the 80s. Um, yeah. You had your... your, your, your Raquel, well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, exactly. Being a Whereas, barmaid used to be, you mm, know, an honour. And, and, and a bit like where we said, who owns the cabin at the moment? Would many people know? If you were to say to the average Corrie's, fan like who works at the Rovers at the moment I think people would struggle to say anything other than maybe Jenny and Daisy I think I maybe would as well does is Emma yeah yeah. yeah, she's there but she doesn't really do much does she does Ryan still work there I I, I don't know it's not obvious is it Gemma Gemma Um, obviously doesn't but that you need a really strong team there and they just do not have it shall we talk about what new characters have arrived well yeah okay very little this year um, I possibly is it a COVID thing, or maybe they think that finally this um increasing people. cast list is bursting at the seams. Yes, we've got rid of a few, but really the only, I think the only um character who came came in this year and has become you know gone on the regulars list is Ronnie, and even he's not done a whole lot this year, has he? No. So you got Ronnie, who we all was like, oh, is it Michael's dad? That was, that was yeah, pretty that was funny. part of the story at the beginning, wasn't it? Because about his um dalliance with Aggie 30 oh. years ago or however old Michael's supposed She's to be I can't fun. remember maybe that much yeah he's like, oh yeah for the Tim story exactly um, what a strumpet Ronnie Harvey Curtis Phil Jacob and Sabine so weirdly only one female character there yeah I don't know whether there's been any other ones that I missed on this little list here but and even Sabine wasn't technically a new character I know that Zora Bishop came in and took over the role from the last actress in yeah. the role but um, I'm really really glad that they did bring her in I was very cautious when I first heard that they were bringing Sabine back and I and I thought I think maybe the, the cautiousness was just because I thought uh oh Erin and Imran are going to get back together again and although that didn't happen we still do have Imran um having a dirty secret um from Toya about his uh <sighs> night between the sheets with Abby but yeah um Sabine was great I hope that to, to maybe see her again sometime but um 
we got uh, Jacob was also fun while he lasted. Obviously, he's back again now, but he's had like what two episodes maybe since his return in December. So I, I, I'm imagining that they're saving something for him for uh, for this year. Phil was fine, but he always felt very temporary. Um, as did Curtis, and I, I still don't think we've had the the um, announcement from Coronation Street or from Sam Redford that yes, that was Curtis's last episode. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm surprised that there hasn't been anyone else who has, you know, gone down as an instant classic Coronation Street character because Roddy's okay. He's had his moments, but I don't think he's going to be um, on anyone's favourite characters list of no, the current no, cast, I apart from know. maybe Vinters. There's quite, there's quite a few people that think he's quite the hunk. <laughs> they do, they do. Um, he's bursting out of his shirts there. But I find this quite notable because we've had a lot of regulars leaving. And no real replacements. Yeah. But I think, that's, honestly, that's good. I think that's right. I think you're right. I think that we should be getting rid of characters. Yeah. Um, they don't need replacing. Unfortunately. But you do. The thing is, though, you say that they don't, from the perspective of the cast is already very big, mm. they don't need replacing. But from the perspective of, yeah, we do always need fresh blood on the show. They yeah. do need to keep... Well, in, in some ways, we've had fresh blood. I mean, it's not a new character, but it's a, a big name that came back to the Cobbles this year was Sharon, and she was a lot of fun for the couple of months that, that she was in it. She had one of the most memorable scenes of the year, for sure, with Avett. Um, so that was quite a nice um, nice to have her back. We've had a couple of other mini returns, like um, Claudia came back for Norris's funeral, didn't she? That was lovely. That was nice. Where'd she go? I, I was so excited. I was like, yes, Claudia's, Claudia's back. back. But no. No. Um, we had um, Frida, of course. Um, <laughs> controversial, but I still stand by the fact that I absolutely adored that scene at the community centre and um, nobody can persuade me otherwise that that wasn't a really... <laughs> well-written, well-performed scene. Also, leading into another positive for the year, I, I think Gemma is maybe, oh, I'm really hoping turning a corner and going back to um, the Gemma, uh, similar to the Gemma that we loved when she first came into the programme. Although, uh, not you, although we have seen, of course, many a time that as soon as a, a character has a child, um, suddenly that's it. They're just a parent for a long time. Just like real life. Just like real life. They can talk about nothing they, else. They become very boring. Yeah. But, that's um, just a joke. But I think, yeah, both Chesney and Gemma <laughs> were, were very quiet. They weren't really, they didn't really feature on the Corrie Radar at all in 2021, did they? I'd be interested to see um, where they came on that Coronation Street character list that we were looking through earlier. Um other, you said Harvey earlier as well, didn't you? Um, they like to bring in a villain or two each year. We had Hashim, who made less of an impact than Harvey, but I think Will Meller did a, a jolly good job being a, a an intimidating villain. I thought that I thought that the the drug story with him started off kind of well, and, yeah. and fair play to to Jane Danson for carrying on the momentum that she started off at the beginning of the Ollie story in twenty nineteen, no twenty twenty. Sorry, um, Harvey was all right, but he he did spend a lot of his time behind bars, didn't he? And there's only so much terrorizing that you can do when you're sat behind a sheet of glass. Personally, I think when it comes to villains, the best way is to recruit from in house. <laughs> But Will Muller was definitely yeah. sinister and, and pretty good. And he had, you know, that kind of weight of being a name 
yeah behind him yeah um i i'm definitely rooting for them to do something with a female character who becomes a I villain know, i know i really think they need to do something with a long established character if they want us i don't mind if you introduce them to be a villain but um it has to be and it, they have to establish themselves as kind of mm. like pat did pat was in the show for a couple of years or a year before he went away and came back again as you know, the big bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really think that those are the villains that work the best rather than baddie of the year. Yeah. Who comes and goes and remains an unchangeable, mm. you know, mm. I remember to end. at first uh, we wondered whether Debbie was going to be a villain yeah. because she was obviously in bed with uh, Ray, wasn't she? See, but love... she's, been, she's been very much... Um, we both love Debbie. There's off. no hiding that fact. But would she ever want to leave? Which I hope she doesn't because I really, really like her kind of hope they they make her into a villain and she kind of leaves in a puff of smoke like you know the evil queen in a in a panto mm. do you know what i mean i just i you just don't have a great tradition of female villains in coronation street you don't but i suppose if if she were to go down the villain route her her uh sell by date uh, no i don't you know what i mean she, no. she her time on the street would be limited that's what i just said but yeah yeah I, I, but I the only to... way i'd accept her turning into a villain is if she said i'm leaving oh what's your story I gonna see. be for me and they yeah. went well yes. finally we'll we'll uh the evil um backup disc for the rebooting <laughs> you there's the potential with daisy of course isn't there and um she we were speaking to or seeing interviews with with charlotte jordan um this year award-winning charlotte jordan. Award, exactly af or what she, she they didn't she didn't know i think coronation street weren't completely sure where they were going to go with the character at first and we've seen a little bit more um of a human side to her recently which i think is very important but if they wanted to turn her proper villain it wouldn't be out of character she has already kind of drugged ryan and got him into bed this year yeah but she didn't sleep with him she didn't so it's sleep perfectly him, didn't acceptable she? um and there was somebody else that i was thinking of as well um sharon obviously as well very villainous this year um but yeah i i i, I thought that, that that the harvey drug story was okay um thought that nick and leanne going into hiding but no, nobody seeming to be able to stay in hiding in their little hotel was was a little bit odd because they were there was like one of them went off to... The, who was it? Simon wanted to go and see Peter in hospital because of all his liver problems that he went through this year. And um, Nick went back to... I can't remember. It, it was all right, but it doesn't seem to have left a, a lasting impression, does it? And and I think maybe Nick and Leanne need to be put on the, put on the bench for 2022. Whether that's going to happen with the, the surge in popularity for Sam... I don't know, and I and, and I think it would be a bit of a shame if we didn't see much of him. But um, don't don't need much more Nick and Leanne, I think, for the time being. Um, the 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 Peter Liver stuff. It's so funny thinking like these stories that are at the beginning of the year. I wonder if you think about you know the the big stories of the year generally. Do are they the ones that start midway or just before midway and like the, the stuff that we're seeing at the moment we'll barely even remember when we come to the end of 2022 think all the duds at the beginning of the year what do you think well this is what happens in the awards as well the you know the big awards shows why mm. they put certain things at certain times because they just get forgotten about yeah i suppose people I... don't have that long of a memory and i'm including myself because i'm like a goldfish i think 
I think if Coronation Street had wanted this story to make a bigger splash, they could have done a little bit more on sticking the landing, that's all I'll say, because they had their wedding, Peter did his face plant on the cobbles, there was a load of great stuff where he was taking his, his shots of whiskey and... Um, this you know, is when he looking... decided like he, he didn't want to be an alcoholic anymore. He definitely wanted to turn over a new leaf. He needed to get himself clean. He was um, in danger of dying. But because he was an alcoholic and he was um, biologically dependent on alcohol to live, he had to take the medicine. Mm. Like, it's such a difficult and almost unimaginable thing to ask of somebody who has an addiction... Um, so that was really fascinating. And it was, again, and it then was... It, but then it stopped. Yeah, he got his transplant. No, you don't right. see Carla and Peter again for six months. And it's funny because Carla and Peter are supposed to be like you know the the, the marquee they're names. A, they are. They're a proper power couple on the street. And um, well, I, I mean, Ali where's... King and Chris Gaskell yeah, and are really, really right as they're actors. They're massively popular. They've got huge fan bases. They're so popular that they're not even on Twitter. Yeah. Chris, yeah, no, they're not either. Chris Gascoigne's on Instagram, but um, so they're elusive. Um, but but would you know that if you just watched Coronation Street in the last year? No, you'd have no idea. If somebody said to you, Carla, if you if you landed on this planet as an alien in January twenty twenty one and watched Coronation Street for some reason for a year, <laughs> and they said, do you know Carla's the most popular character, the like one of the biggest draws in that show? The alien would be like, no way, that's crazy. You mm. aliens are weird. Because he thinks of us as aliens, you of see. Of course. Same with David Platt. Yes, he, David Platt. Where? Who? Who? David? Who? He he was there relatively high up in that list that you read yeah, earlier. He was, he was in the top twenty. But when I look back, it's like what what went on there? It's I really hope that they think they're of losing. something good for the Platts this year. They're losing their traction. They really are in danger. They've got to be very careful because he is, um, you know, a massive massive character but I feel like they're taking his performance for granted mm. and I don't know how much effort's being put into making sure that David's scripts are correct. No and I think Jack has kind of quite openly said that he'll stay as long as he feels that, that he's been given good material to work with. Well like, I imagine he doesn't ever need to work again. No probably very, very likely not I mean he's allegedly one of the biggest earners at the moment isn't he apart you know if you don't count the old guard and everything but they had they had some fun stuff with auctioning off um number eight didn't they with the old bidding war and then gail ended up winning it that was kind of fun then there was the weird stuff with gail searching for a long lost granny fanny and it's like i mean never mind the carla and peter liver storyline going anywhere what happened with gail's fanny and finding out that she was distantly related to george shuttleworth Literally wasn't mentioned again. I thought it was going to go somewhere down the route of, oh, you know, Audrey and, uh, and, and uh, Georgia secretly lovers. and. Well, listen, I'd... it was built in. It was like rights itself because Eileen and Gail are natural enemies and have been for years. And George, you know, was is related to Gail, but going out with Eileen. Mm. And they kind of tried a little bit of it, but it nowhere near lived up to the no. like elaborate... It didn't. Laying down of clues. They, they kind of started off with that, and then they said, "Oh, Ted's dead, who we haven't seen for years." Then they had that uh, unfortunate funeral incident that a lot of people didn't enjoy, and then and then they just forgot about it. Then we had the story with Audrey not being able to see, which was another classic example of what we've seen a bit more of in Corrie recently. Of we'll drop a storyline in for a week and then disappears off for two months, and we come back late and we go, "What? Well, Audrey can't say? Oh yeah, maybe I remember she backed into Rita once." I just think that a lot of the plant stuff is tied in with sinkhole stuff 
and they had plans that had mm. to be put on hiatus because they couldn't film what they needed to. I hope you're right. I hope that and there's I more to come. And I think that they floundered. And, you know, it's... The thing, the, the good thing about Coronation Street and how they've dealt with the COVID crisis is that we can only speculate and guess as to where things went wrong. It's not like it's glaringly obvious. It's not. It's like, really oh, not. Oh, I can see where the COVID impacted them and they couldn't do this, that and the other thing. I, th- I think that the main place that you can see that is the whole Ray building up the street because that <laughs> yeah. that was looking <laughs> something like, huge up to the 60th yeah. and then it was kind of nothing and it's then early like, in 2022 we had Abby having a bit of a protest on a truck and yeah. then she catches him which was a great moment and, then, and then he, like that's it playing a three hour long game of Monopoly while somebody's hoarding all the hotels and then the cat comes <laughs> and does a pee on it and everyone just gives up playing the game yeah that was a real shame but um, at least they were able to save some of what they had presumably planned for the 60th anniversary with the sinkhole stuff in the Horonation Street this year. But I'm fairly sure that they said that's when Johnny was supposed to die originally. I think I the think sinkhole. they've said that. So yeah. he would have gone a year. Yeah. Before. So that's something we can thank the pandemic for giving us giving us an extra year of Johnny. Although well, Johnny he was obviously on the, on the, not the bar, on the show going, very much. Who is <laughs> So yeah, let's let's have more plats this year, please. I mean, they they have recast Max. We've got Paddy Beaver in the role now, and it's, so that's often a sign that there's things to come. I don't know whether I necessarily want him to be the new face of the plats, and I enjoy David as being the the, the troublesome rung. No, I, no, I enjoy oh. him being the troublesome young at heart one than the Michael. oh I'm a dad and I'm going You've through. You've got to get with my... the times, my love. He's no longer the the young. Uh, I know, I just think he's great being the one there, being the sarcastic, dry, you know, the voice of the the voice of the viewer. The older you get, you just become a grumpy old bastard rather than being a Yeah, but he's he's not he's not he's not old yet, he's not past it yet. Both he and uh, Sarah Lou see are are quite doing well for their age, considering especially Sarah's nearly pushing forty, isn't she? Because she's only a few years younger than us. Um, but yeah, more plats next year, please. We add let's have a quick 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 rundown on some of the other stories this year. MLM story, nice try. Giving Sean a story, I'm not going to say no to that because he gets he's seriously underserved in terms of story. And I do like Sean, and I know that but I will, I'm not in I'm the majority say, there. I know you like Sean. I don't dislike Sean. I know Sean has got a massive fan base. He must do, but he's also got lots of detractors. Mm. But his past two big solo storylines have been dubs. They, they, they have The homeless storyline and the MLM storyline have both just fallen flat on their faces. Well, what and I... it's not any... I don't think it's the fault of the character or the actor. I just think it's unfortunate that his character was selected for two really boring, silly storylines. The, the weird thing with Sean is surely they were supposed to be doing something with Dylan. And he was brought back in twenty. 20 or was it even 2019 I can't remember the actor who played him as a kid bringing brought back now and um yet there was a few scenes it was I'm sure it was this year where like short was he been in it this year or there or Sean's on the phone to him and he's like oh what you're being bullied because of your dad being gay yeah and it's like there's a storyline there isn't there and nope. then it was like yeah well just, yeah. just tell him you don't care. It's time to bugger off. Yeah. Oh, solved, solved it. And and I'm wondering what what's going on there. That seems to be a a a, a, a casualty of COVID. Yeah. Um, I think we may be seeing Dylan coming back. But then I said that this time last year, and we we barely did. The Billy Todd Paul stuff, not that interesting. I'm heat not... pump. Exactly, heat pump is the is the term of the year, isn't it? Heat That's... pump. 
everyone knows what a heat pump I know, we, is now. We don't do this, but the Oxford Dictionary just selected a word of the year. Yeah, I think heat pump, I think is, heat pump is, is the... Curry. Yeah. I think if I'm going to be rating this year's Coronation Street, I'll be rating it in heat pumps, I have to say. But uh, that, that was a bit and of a dud. Um, I, I really do. I've, the... the um, uh, the the new actor playing Tart who that's that's Gareth Pierce that completely eluded me then I think he settled well into the role now I think Excellent. he's ace considering that this time last year we were a little bit about oh I'm not I too mean, sure like, maybe at one point when he first came in I nearly cried on the podcast because I was not prepared for how he did not fit my idea of what Todd was no. because the story was so crap yeah but he's done a really great he's job he's so good um, he's so so good I think Gareth. his Gareth Pierce said that he's not going to watch. He watched performances of Brilliant. the previous actor before he came on, but never since. And mm. I think that's definitely a, a, has proven to be a good choice. Yeah, because he is his own Todd. But splitting, I, I I like him with Billy, even though they're clearly not suited for each other. But honestly, I think getting Billy. Paul and Todd sticking them as far away from the street as possible is what those characters need because put them together and they don't make that exciting a team. Um, even like the, the moments where we had Paul going to work with Ed, that made him a lot more likable. Sticking funny, George actually. in the funeral parlour with, um, sorry, Todd, Todd in the funeral parlour with George, really great move. Those two have got a, fa- a great chemistry together. I um, think Tony the obvious thing Gareth. here that we're saying, and we have said before about other characters who are straight, is that the fact that these three characters are gay is the least interesting thing about them. Mm. And so a love triangle between the three of them is just boring. Yeah, it really was. It's the same with any straight relationship on the street. It almost always makes them boring and is a boring story, but that's you know, the bread and butter of a soap. So mm-hmm. how can we complain about it? We've had um, Zidane come back this year, haven't we, for, for that money laundering oh, story? That, that's now, I was not pleased really to see Zidane return, but he has been a sourpuss. He has. At least he's got Marion to put a smile on his face at the moment. Yasmin, it's been quite nice to see her coming out of that um, coercive control story, although she's far from being, you know, the poster girl of Coronation Street as she had been for the past two years. I think sticking her straight into that story with Kathy and Elaine being I think scared Coast of mice. Overstating the, the... Oh, you know, I think having having those three moving in together, Kathy moving away from Brian because of the trolling thing, that did not work. But it was great, even just this week, to see Yasmin get more of her fire back. Um, I'll be watching her with interest in the future. Toya and Imran barely registered on the Coronation Street um, scripts for the first half of the year, did they? Um, but. They've had a lot. They, they've to do. had lots to do recently. Um, they were very good in supporting roles in other storylines, and now that, they're moving it. into their own. How is that going to turn out? Are we going to hate it? They're, they're, <laughs> they're supporting roles, and I know. think they've stayed supporting roles. Imran, in particular, has been fantastic in the trial stuff. I really loved him. Then I still don't know whether there's much that Toya herself has done that's made me go, yeah, that what a brilliant Toya moment that is. But they've got Elsie in there now. Obviously, there's the lingering issue of his. Um, his sleeping Infidelity. with Abby. Um, I, I think maybe, I really think that 2022 could be Imran and Toya's year. We will have to wait and see. Um, we had a few um, other issues stories this year in the racial profiling one. Felt a little bit box ticky. It didn't feel like a big story this year when um, Michael and James were arrested by that I'm copper. sorry, they really fumbled it because there was too much like 
nuance around what actually you know i know they really wanted it if they really wanted it to be a slam dunk case of absolute pure racism i don't understand why it's so difficult because it's not as though this is not experienced on every street in this country Mm. every hour of the day it's you know it it, you can't you know people of color know this happens all the time but the story that they actually put it in, I felt was poor. I, I remember towards the beginning of 21, um, I saw, I think it was Lorna Laidlow talking about, oh, we've got a really big, important racism story coming on this year. And I thought, okay, may, maybe they are. So we, we had the Stephen Lawrence episode the previous year, which which was short, but it didn't feel like a massive story. Maybe they're going to go properly full on with a racism storyline this year. And they didn't. But, you know, we're not, we, we are white, so we don't experience these storylines in the same way. Sorry, no. could you say that again? No, I shan't. No, what? It's in my lessons um, as well. I think that um, the Bailey's still struggling. Yeah, and this is the third year that they've been in it now. It's like, what's going on? They're, they are ever so, ever so gradually branching them out, but it's not happening just, at a, as quick enough pace. The thing about the racism storyline is that there's no... They, they don't want to sacrifice a character like they would have done in the past mm. where in on coronation street we used to have main characters who aren't necessarily beloved or you know let's protect carla or whatever um you know throwaway characters kind of like les who they don't yeah, care if you like him or thinking. not um being casually racist or transphobic or bigot bigots of any kind you know sexist whatever mm. they weren't afraid to show a bigger range of um what's the word opinions on things you know right or wrong um admirable or completely abhorrent but now it feels like everybody has to be completely pc and nobody says anything out of turn unless it's part of a storyline yeah i mean you have Corey being absolutely vile about some of the stuff that he was was like the sacrificial lamb wasn't he he wasn't he wasn't a a regular character like if you say you had i don't know ken turn around and go I can't believe they've moved in next door. <laughs> what you know that would actually be probably truer to racism and how it's actually experienced and how it's really done in this country than yeah, you know you're just right. yeah, uh, right. a policeman pulling somebody over who is actually driving erratically. Mm, you know, yeah. I I just think that they've they've had a couple of cracks at it now, and unfortunately it has diminishing returns too because the more you do it, the more people close their ears and go, oh here we go. Another one of these, sto- you know, and mm. here's another story. I feel like I'm being preached to. Yeah, they can pat themselves on the back to say that they've done racism now, but it, it's it's not worked. I, I I do as well. I do quite like the Baileys. I think James is the worst of the bunch, but the others have all got their... Um, I don't have a problem with the Baileys. Again, it's... A, good points. Their isolation, that is difficult. Yeah, yeah. But, we, you know, we've seen... Ag- Aggie has potentially got a big role this year with, with the Tim story. Don't know how long that's going to I really run. liked her scene, a very brief scene with her and Sally running around the table trying to plot that. That was fun. She's great. When, I... she put, when you put um, Aggie with anybody, she's great. Yeah. When you have Ed down the pub, you know, talking rubbish and going on about building, he's great. When you have Michael just being kooky and fun, he's great. They're all brilliant. It's like they're not really that good together, honestly. Because the dynamic's kind of dull, and they they had very few chances to do anything mm. else apart from to be manipulated by evil Grace, who yeah. is now gone forever. But at hopefully. least they're a family, and there are fewer and fewer families of you know more than just one or two people on Coronation Street at the moment. What I'm saying about you know a, a mum, a dad, 
and children. I know they're older children. Um, but so at least they've it's got that. At least they've got that unit. going for them, haven't Even they? Even if we had to <laughs> import them from another, <laughs> another street. <laughs> um, we had the factitious disorder story that was kind of interesting, but also got a bit silly at the end. Environmental stuff with that. That again felt a little bit like, hey, look at us, we're flying the flag for. It's um, so. It's such. This is the, the trouble. Greens. They are such important and impactful storylines. It feels like an impossible task to expect Coronation Street to do anything really properly with it because you cannot solve racism in a soap. You cannot solve the environmental danger that we're in on a soap. You you either pre you either end up being preachy and making everyone mad or you trivialise it and make it stupid, which mm. unfortunately they did with the environmental thing because the person who's championing it it's is Maria. Maria, who couldn't give a crap about it unless her little beloved son's having, a, having an asthma attack. Yeah. She, she didn't even know... I don't even think she knew the planet was round before <laughs> she started investigating <laughs> climate change. And she's not exactly one of the most popular characters either, is she? So if you're going to have a character that could sound a bit preachy, having someone that people haven't got a whole lot of patience for maybe not the best idea either so I don't know um, okay I think we've kind of we've done with our with our discussion of the stories uh, do, you, do you want to rate the year out of five How I already many? gave it a three you're giving it a three heat pumps out of five <laughs> you? I think yeah. maybe I will as well three um... I think they were I think they're ambitious when they when they could be I think that they um, make like you know held the line when they when they had to I think that they've struggled and behind the scenes without us knowing. I feel like the whole thing was like a, you know, a swan, serene on top and absolute chaos beneath the surface. Yeah. yeah. Furiously paddling away, trying to get to the destination of no more COVID. And we're all doing that. Um, so, you know, thanks to Coronation Street and everybody who worked on it and all the actors and the production staff and all the crew for working again under incredibly difficult circumstances to keep the show going and keep on six episodes a, um, a week yeah when, when Truly it amazing when it was good it was really really good this year um but i i, I yes. but that it was there was an awful lot of mm. you know but think about the standout moments of the year i just want to say the standout moments of the year showed me that coronation street can still do what it used to do traditional um really character driven stuff fizz and tyrone the and but they've also doing mo tackling modern um issues with hate crime storyline, but also they can still do the big soapy stunts with the Halloween week, and I think that those three things, you know, are symbolic of Coronation Street and how they should be looking to the future and what they need to be doing because those were solid and they, um are part of the core values of Coronation Street and what people want from the show. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree, totally agree. Well, before we go on to our predictions then, podcast highlights of 2021, how's Conversation Street been in its, uh, in its ninth year? Or is it 10th year? I can't remember. We've got more stuff mugs. That works out. Yeah, with more, more mugs. To, what, We've probably quadrupled our mug collection we have we've been we're doing we're gradually building up our merch so that when we get contacted by um by the sun magazine like you did a couple of years ago and they're just i just can have a picture of you and your merch we're like we haven't really got anything yeah I've got... it's around the 60th wasn't it so yeah. we're, we're gradually building that up having a look over anyway yeah but um I, I think one of the biggest changes for the podcast has been um the, the splitting of the bonus podcast from the main over a week now a year ago we still did have the bonus podcast as a separate episode from the the main one because it was getting just stupidly long but i think it's worked quite nicely putting 
an episode out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then another one out of the weekend. I mean, I, we haven't had a whole lot of feedback, have we, about whether people are liking that or not. But we did ask before we did it, like, what do you think? Would you like this? And um, I think people, more people said, yes, it'd be good. I don't know whether there's many people that are not liking it, but it's working nicely well, for us, isn't it? Yes. You can't please everybody. No, no. And it's... It's 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 good to Doesn't keep the, the traction that's what we going. Did. Very so, good. That's been we're good. still watching old episodes. I'm finding them less interesting. We're we're in 2006 now, aren't we? We're going to go to 2010 and I, then go back to the more the classic really area. Catching me, honestly. We've got new equipment this year. Oh yes, we have, haven't we? That's been a change for 2021. We are recording this on our our new MacBook with a microphone plugged into it, which was quite and cool. Thank you very much, patrons. It's thanks to our patrons who this year got a free. Well, not free. Got a t-shirt as a gift for their support if you are on the Bistro tier. Yeah, no, um, yes, yeah, the Bistro. Or the Rovers. No, Ro- Rovers, Rovers, sorry, tier. Rovers got that. Um, so thank you, everybody. We've got some new patrons as well. I wonder we whether... We donated our patron money for December to um, Sophie Lancaster Foundation, yes. so thanks again. I wonder whether anybody can actually tell the difference in the sound quality. I don't really know. I mean, I'm not very good at telling things like that, but it has been really good being able to do this on the Mac and record it straight onto that. It's made things an awful lot quicker, and um, any any way that I can save time doing the podcast uh, now is, um, is a tick in my book. We didn't get to go to Manchester this year, but we did do no. some bits for BBC Radio Manchester. Yeah, I was on BBC Radio Manchester twice. You were on it once this year. It's nice that we've got that they've got Keeping our names in. in our in, in I think their we're on the. Book. I think we're on the. Yeah, we're on the contact so list. We need somebody now, to talk we? about coronation oh, crap, Let's get Michael and Gemma. I, I did my little quiz on it and everything, didn't I? Yeah, you and, uh, did. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But I, I really hope we can get to Manchester this year. I think this is the first year for a very, very long time we've not been up north for the year. So we will seek to rectify that in 2022. And finally, um, you have done lots of great interviews this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're always fun, aren't they? I mean, we, we've had um, a f- few more behind-the-scenes people this year, actually, like uh, Joe Parkinson, who was the, the story editor at the time. Um, he, he's been, you know, he's, he's been doing a few other bits and bobs um, in recent months. We had um, we had Martin Sterling, who was the who was the storyliner for Coronation Street for a very, very long time. Uh we had, um, oh, Stephen Evans was another interesting interview as well, actually. He was the former Inside Soap editor. I yeah, think lots of people really, really time, enjoyed yeah. hearing about what went behind the scenes at, uh, at that soap mag. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've, we've also had, obviously, some of our some cast members as well. Um, yeah, we, we, you we've let them had, on. Uh, Jack James Ryan, he was fantastic playing Jacob. Melanie Hill. Um, Tanisha Gorey, brilliant this year. A, a real star, young star in Coronation Street at the moment. Love having her on. Uh, we we had uh, Max Evans who played Corey. That was great. Sherrilee Houston. I was really lovely speaking to her over Zoom earlier this year. Um, Sue Devaney as well. Sue Devaney, sorry, coming on for our um our five hundredth podcast episode. I absolutely adored that chat. And uh, a couple of of um, of our long time um supporters in, uh, in Georgia Taylor. We had that brilliant chat about the nineteen ninety eight Corey episodes early this year. We had Charlie coming on to talk about the uh, Charlie Demello talking about the court case, and of course. Uh, Sally Ann Matthews talking about everything from Horror Nation Street. So it's been really good. So if you, wonder, you enjoy the interviews, hopefully 2021's been a, a good one for you. Vicky Bins as well from, the, from the classic. Yeah. Uh, Molly from the Molly. Molly Dobbs from the classic cast too. 
I wonder if we need to have Georgia and Charlie on for a bit of couples counselling when Twitter and Imran start imploding. <sighs> oh, I really hope that they don't this year. God, I want them to stay together. I really, really, that is my one true hope and desire for 2022 is that they stay well, together. They are so fun together. And because, you know, we're, they're, they're, they're our mates as well, it's, it, it's, it's so Ooh. nice that they're also a couple on screen too. So, speaking of what you want to happen... Shall we, shall we move on to uh, our predictions part of the podcast, shall we? Yes. So, time for our predictions for 2022 Coronation Street. This is always a lot of fun. I like putting together my predictions. Now, some of them are like actual predictions of things that I think might happen, but the vast majority of them are just a pitch for me working on the storylining team on Coronation Street or maybe the sort of thing that might be in the reject bin for the people who apply for a pit to, to, to work on Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah, like if you thought of this later. idea, then you're automatically disqualified. Yeah, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I do want to first off um, have a look at the predictions that we made for 2021 on Coronation Street just to see how completely well, we wrong did. we were. Um, oh. Do you want to do you want to go with your special? I'll go quickly because I told you yeah, I, I listened to our predictions and I said I can't remember which of these actually happened <laughs> or not. So I said that, that um, a phase, the one that attacked Adam. Uh, did you? Oh, actually, yeah, because I think it was around New Year's that that was yeah. actually revealed then, but I think we recorded I that think a we few days it, yeah. before that, um, so you but, were right. Um, Gary goes to prison for her, and then he leaves, and Faye confesses, but he's fallen down a sinkhole. Yeah, but Gary, Gary did go to prison, didn't he? He was in prison with Johnny, so that was right, that happened. Um, Gail, Grace and Michael have a girl. Um, um, yeah, yes. Grace gets killed by bi- in a bicycle accident. No, Grace lives to lie another day, doesn't she? And now? he and uh, Michael and Grace date. M- no, Michael and Alina date. Benny and Michael start a business with making a lip balm. Ryan and Alia um, fall out with each other. Yes, And then correct. she starts dating Daniel because she finds them both equally annoying. Ah, so it's interesting that you put Alia and Daniel together because although they didn't, we did have Daisy going out with Ryan and then going out with Daniel. So there's so a kind basically of... basically, they've all got the same venereal disease. Basically, yeah. They've, got, they've passed some things on to each other this I've year, for sure. I've got Ed and Aggie wanting to move um, because they've got money and can buy a bigger house, but they want to stay because of the community. Jan returning. No, um, no Jan. George uh, challenges Jan to a fight. Um, and then they, uh, they, they're about to have a fight, but Eileen tells them to grow up and she starts, um, dating George and then Jan starts dating Gail and then Gail and Eileen have a fight. James leaving Weatherfield because there's a contract professionally in London. Now. Oh, so close. That's what happened to boring Boring Danny. Danny. Yeah. He had a job in London, didn't he? Oh, you were just, yeah. So close. Dee Dee arrives. She's been living a lie in Chicago and she doesn't want her parents to know her life is fake. No. Still no um, DD. Uh, even and Arthur get back together because Arthur's wife dies. No, Arthur. Um, Ray. Although, tries... actually, I think when you recorded that, I, I think that Arthur maybe hadn't come back. So I think he came back very shortly afterwards, paid around for a few episodes, and then bogged back off to Canada. Um, Ray tries to demolish everything. He falls down a sinkhole and dies, um, no. but not before admitting that he caused it and, um, and has to pay for it, and it bankrupts him. Kevin and Abby gets married and she gets pregnant. Whoa, really? You predicted that? That's amazing. Well done. Written down here in black and white. Congratulations. Um, Johnny's court case. But she's not pregnant, of course. She gets let off. He gets let off with a fine. No. Um, Prison for Johnny. Johnny thinks about taking his life, but he looks at Aidan's picture and changes his mind and tells Jenny he needs to move on and his health problems miraculously disappear. 
No. The well, aunt... he, he doesn't have health problems anymore. Listen to this. Toya and Imran foster an older child who causes trouble on the street. <laughs> they have to discipline them and they run away. They search everywhere, except Victoria Gardens. The kid is found by Roy, who dispenses words of wisdom. However, the kid ends up getting into drugs. Oh, and yeah, And plants yeah. some on Imran as revenge for him being stripped. He just didn't say, Kelly. Imran faces being disbarred and Toya is firm but forgiving. Corey and Asher break up because he's an odious scumbag and Nina yes. and Asher start dating. Um, oh, yes. Daisy well moves done. in full time, starts chasing after men, hits on Ryan and Michael. Oh, well done. 50, 50% of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Todd splits up with Billy and Paul. No, Todd splits up Paul and Billy and dates Paul. Billy no. wins Paul back and they get married. No. Um, Gemma vlogging. Um, they kill two of their children for um, good harvest. <laughs> um, Ardy wants to be a rocket scientist or a cricketer. Clayton wants to get back with... Um, oh, God, we haven't seen Clayton blah, blah, blah. this year. Ken writes another book. He can't think of the title and gives up. Liz comes back and leaves with Jim. Peter gets very sick, keeps drinking, gets hospitalised, goes into a coma. Um, Carla slaps him to death. Um, <laughs> how about this? Okay, you got Now, this is a proper... I've just literally only just been proven right. Paula tells everyone she's not a real lawyer. But speak slowly. Speak more slowly. Paula yes. tells everybody she is not a real lawyer. Yes. And she and Dr. Gaddis printed off their qualifications from the internet. They are actually a power lesbian couple oh. and con artists. Wow. So you predicted um, Dr. Gaddis' sexuality a year I ago. Did. Well done. I did. Um, uh, Sally and Tim tried to buy David's house because they want to put a swimming pool in the hole. Um... <laughs> Tim finds out he's his horse has died because he forgot he had one. No, no mention of Tiny this year. I think he's uh, I think he's French horse meat. Sophie comes back at Christmas with a new wife. No. Yasmin opens the community centre and starts a group for women who no, were abused. Um, Elaine gives Tim closure and leaves. And Ian McLeod leaves. Yeah, yeah, no. So uh, you got a few in there, didn't you? Not too bad. I think my hit rate was pretty similar for twenty twenty one. Sorry if I was so um, too quickly. So you when you get excited, sometimes you do. It's, it's fine. People, people can turn the podcast speed you down, can, can't they? Can there is a facility to do that. Um, so I predicted that Coronation Street would carry on going through COVID, but we would still get very little of the old characters. And I think I'm going to say I got that one was right. I said Rita's off to Cartmel again, and I don't. I think she did manage to stay away from the lakes this year, but we really got very little of Rita, very little Ken, very little Audrey this year. That's probably quite an easy prediction for that one. I thought that the filming restrictions would be eased up around Easter so that that's when they would be able to film the Britain's Got Talent Week. But in fact, we didn't really have a Britain's Got Talent Week even this year, did we? Because of all the COVID restrictions. So I, I wasn't quite right about that one. Um, I, like many other people, so I'm not really going to claim this one as my own, suggested that Imran and Toya would foster Kelly this year. So yes, I was right about that one. I then thought that Imran would get involved in the court case about her dad's murder and um, he would end up taking down his sister's killer in the bargain there. So it, unfortunately, Gary is still um, walking free, having been the one behind Rick's murder. But um, there's still definitely the potential for that to happen, for sure. I thought that maybe Kelly's 17th birthday would play a part in Britain's Got Talent Week, but no. I predicted, I quote, big things for the Allahans, kicking off for the Whoa. twins' 60th, six, not 60th, 16th, they've been aged up again, <laughs> 16th birthdays mid-January, Ardy to get violent in his protection of his sister from Corey. So now, we did have Ardy punching Corey, so I'll have a mark for that one, exactly. Corey to have it off with Kelly. Disgusting. No. Um, no surprises with Ray plans, I said, which are going to fall apart and quickly be forgotten about. 
Yeah, they kind of were, weren't they? Newton and Ridley to buy the brewery building off of him. Henry to return. No, Debbie leaves. I've got here. Oh, Fortunately, yeah, I, I was proved was wrong leave, yeah. uh, there. Claudia doesn't want to buy the salon back, so Audrey does. Maria and David to go into business together at Trim Up North. Shona's thrown David out at this point, as it turns out that he got Daisy pregnant. No, I thought that Todd might end up bedding Billy. I think, yes, we had that a little bit. I have to lose track. Billy eventually goes back to Paul, who takes him back even though he really shouldn't. And like you, I predicted that this year would be the first gay wedding in Coronation Street, but we're still waiting for that. First lesbian. Hmm? What? I said that Paul and Billy would be the first gay wedding in Coronation Street. Because Sean and, um, Sh- Sean and Sophie didn't go through with it, did Are we? Are they not Ra- had the gay wedding? And, and Rana and Kate doesn't really count I thought they'd in the a... rubble. No, they, they haven't had a lesbian. I thought they'd had... No. Well, I'm silly. Yeah, you're right. Well, I right. think they need to have a, a joint gay and lesbian wedding. Let's get it all. Uh, kill two birds with one stone, exactly. I think they should retcon. I suggested that James. It's embarrassing. It's 2022 and they still haven't had one. I suggested that James would get the hots for Todd, but he's not at all interested. But then Todd says, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a bit of a punt because I, I'm after all that sweet footballer cash. Um, and in an attempt to revive the gay footballer story, Todd is going to end up causing a bit of a scandal for James when James dumps him. None of that happened. No. Uh, Johnny gets sent down, so I was right. You said you'd be a little let off with a fine, didn't you? And I said no, Johnny in prison because I thought in prison he'd get in kinds of he'd get in all kinds of bother with Rob Donovan. Um, but we didn't get Rob in prison this year, did we? Um, I thought that he'd be like the new. You know, risen to the top of the of the pecking order in prison there, but no. Meanwhile, Daisy meddles and tries to get Jenny to move on, possibly on to Steve. I suggested who offers her landlordly ad- landlordly advice, and then Tracy didn't like that. Rob finds out about and he thinks that's amazing that Tracy's knocked off about this. I said that Rob would then encourage Johnny to dump Jenny and push Steve and her closer. Jenny would resist and the couple would manage to get through it generally in a united front. Um, I thought the Rovers would finally get more time in the spotlight this year. Um, and it, it it did. It was better than 2020 for sure. So maybe a bit that one was a bit right. Nick and Leanne get back together. Had, were they, well, had they split up this time last I year? I can't even remember. remember. I guess they had. But um, Nick and Leanne get back together, yes. Maybe married again? No. I thought that Natasha might fall off the London eye and die. But uh, no. I did at least predict Natasha's death. Mm-hmm. Just maybe no, not quite right that she was dressed up as Morticia Adams and got shot by someone who thought that she was Leanne. I mean, it, the, you know, who could have seen that? Leanne agrees to take Sam in. Yes. <gasps> Simon goes off the rails and gets jealous of all the attention that Sam's getting and then he turns 18 in summer and leaves. So I thought we'd see the last of Simon Barlow this year, but he is still going strong. Um, Violet, I thought, would die this year as well. Um, Dylan comes to live with Sean permanently. No. Hot new couple alert. Emma and Craig, I said, for 2021. Oh. Uh, maybe trying to capture some of that Curly and Raquel magic, so No. Um, and then I said that things might get difficult when Amy and Simon get in trouble with the police over this whole Allahan story that's going on. Craig leaks information left, right and centre to Emma, who accidentally blabs. And then Craig would finally get his first official warning. Um, Nina and Daniel to hook up, as it turns out that she's just obsessed with, with the dead as he is. No. <laughs> or Eileen and George get it on. Well, that wasn't a massive leap, was it? Um, 
This is a good one, and I don't think that this was um, hinted at before last year. I said that Devon Burney would have a drunken hookup. Yes, Devon Burney did get together briefly this year, and it was a bit of a hookup. I said that they would be spotted by Tim on his window round. I'm not really sure what that was, uh, the idea of that was, but that would make things all kind of awkward for Chesney and Gemma. Um, Fizz loses the job as a furniture store closes after Gary gets arrested. Hard times are here again at number um, nine. She and Tyrone continue to forget that they ever got engaged. So um, that was completely wrong. And most years since their engagement, they have forgot that they're engaged. But this year, actually, it kind of played into the catalyst for them ending their relationship. So, oh, well. (laughs) Alina to leave in some post-Brexit drama. Well, Um... we did see Alina leave. Not for that reason exactly, but I'll have, I'll have a point for that. Like you, I suggested that Jim and Liz would return and then leave together. Jim dies. Oh, no. Jim dies and Liz jets off for good, I said. And I also suggested that the sinkhole would be quietly forgotten about. Yeah, I thought so, that So um, I was pretty wrong on all counts, I have to say. But you know good. what? I am absolutely convinced that every single thing that I've got as my predictions list for 2022 is 100% going to happen Gemma yeah. but I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna be a gentleman and let you tell me first what you seem to think is going to happen in 2022 Coronation Street because I think you're probably wrong unless you got the same as me you're not going to be a gentleman I am going to be a gentleman oh. and say you can go first Gemma what are your Coronation Street predictions for the next 12 months my prediction is in 2022 that we all learn our lesson what about? okay so first of all Ardy's going to make some mention of doing a business course, but he never actually does it and doesn't do any classes and just ends up working at his dad's shop. Mm-hmm. In summer, starts to abuse her diabetes medication and spiral downhill into a mental health crisis. Oh, mental health. She can't study properly, bomb out of her exams. She and Ardy split up. They're not going out together, but are they going to get together and then fall they out? Split up. Okay. They are going out. Are they? That's why Todd, uh, Billy and um, Dev had that drunken... Yeah, but they're, they're not anymore. They split up over the whole... Um, yeah, no, they, they split up. What did they split up for? I don't remember. Well, they get back together and they split up again. Okay, fine. Um, eventually, Summer overcomes her anxiety and trains as a counsellor for other young people who are facing medical issues. Oh, nice. And we all learn our lesson. Summer split up with Ardy over fancying Daniel, didn't she? Oh, she did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Abby will be pregnant, plans to have an abortion, but Kevin will discover she is pregnant by overhearing her and then she will decide to keep the baby... Meanwhile, Toya will find out and break up with Imran, but then she'll start to plot to have Abby give them the baby. And Abby eventually loses the baby, has another drugs wobble, and she and Kelly will bond over how annoying it is they can't just do drugs all the time. (laughs) And we'll all learn our lesson. Lydia tells Adam he is the father of her child, but it turns out he's impotent. He and Sarah have heart to heart and they decide to stay together, even though Lydia decides to kiss him. She goes single white female on him, stalks him, dyes her hair blonde and acts generally creepy and then it turns into a mental health storyline and we all learn our lesson. Okay. Aggie is accused of having an affair with Tim after they spend a long time being secretive with each other over his heart bypass. Rather than just admitting the truth to Ed, she decides to be a martyr and she can't tell him what's really happening because of patient confidentiality. Good for her. Then she blurts it out when she, Tim and, Tim and Sally are arguing because she's scared of having him having a heart attack Mm. Tim refuses medical treatment because he's in denial but then he has an operation and feels great and we all learn our lesson Ali and Zidane get forgiven by Gran when Stu dies of consumption and vapours but before he goes he reunites with his estranged family which encourages her to reunite with hers 
Oh, that's a nice one. And we all learn our lesson. I like that. Mm. Um, Audrey, remember she's blind, but then she has an eye operation and it's all fine. She is maudlin about being old and bums everyone out, but then there's a nice plat family scene and we all say that is brilliant and we all learn our lesson. Okay. Um, none of the teenagers go to university. If they do, they study from home and you can't tell anything is any different. Um, <laughs> Bernie and Deb move in together briefly, but it's a disaster. Uh, Gemma grows increasingly concerned about Alice's development and eventually a doctor rep- recommends that she engages in some more deaf community activities and that helps him. Lovely. We all learn our lesson. Carla and Peter split up because they haven't been in it for a while <laughs> and everyone is bored of them and then they go out together. <laughs> Kathy and Brian get married. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, they do. That's going to happen. Billy... I, I really, there was some really nice stuff. There wasn't very much romance this year with Kathy and Brian, but there was a cool bit where he comes to see her at uh, uh, Yasmin's yeah. and he says, I love you, yeah, Kathy. I know. And it was a really lovely moment. That. I do so, like um, that. I, I, if they can go more into the Kathy and Ro- um, Brian romance rather than just the silliness of it, then um, yeah. Yeah, why not? Billy leaves the Church of England and becomes a humanist. And marries either Todd or Paul, but I can't remember which one he likes anymore. (laughs) Craig continues to be intrigued by the most simple-minded of crimes, while also spending the rest of the time arresting street residents for various things, including Emma and Faye. Oh, okay. He's going to be the one to cuff them, is he? But the old man died of some natural causes, so they just forget the whole thing and Mm. let them out. Just Ted, yeah. Uh, Daisy and Daniel get married. What? Why not? I don't think that either of them are the the, um, monogamous type. I don't think that they are really into the whole matrimony thing. Well, what does it matter on Coronation Street? Good point. David declines into being one of the most boring characters on the street. Oh, no. As Corey insists on showing us his conflicts with Max with no hint of irony or self-awareness. Oh, that would be sad. Eileen and George get married. Okay. And my prediction is that there's some kind of hilarity involving the uh, the the transport to the church being actually, like, for a hearse, and Eileen has to, like, kind of sit in, like, the back of a horse-drawn carriage that's supposed to hold her coffin, and she has to sort of sit, with her, she has to sit with her legs, like, extended out flat in front of her, because <laughs> I think that would be quite funny. Um... Fizz and Tyrone sleep with each other. Yeah. She gets pregnant, but she doesn't know whose baby it is. Uh-oh. His or Phil's. The, the Phil... I've written the other guy because I've got his name. Phil gets so excited about the prospect of a baby, he loses his mind, and then Mimi turns up. Oh, we hope so. And then eventually Fizz discovers it's Tyrone's, and they go back together. Phil buggers off. Gary's hand in Rick's... You've got a load of predictions. This is good. Gary, it's all going to happen, is it? It will. Every single thing, just like this. You wait to the rest of it. Um, Gary's hand in Rick's death is finally revealed and Kelly has no choice but to forgive him because you get one free murder. Maria is shunned because she knew but she tells everyone to bugger off. <laughs> Gail... Does he not get his uh, comeuppance for, for Rana? Nobody cares about that. Imran does. Imran's busy with babies. Okay. Gail does literally nothing for another year. Nina and Asha get married. Ah, really? Okay. Sam slowly starts to speak. We meet Dr. Gaddis and her wife on a night out, but we ne- she never becomes a proper character. Mm. Alina returns. Yeah. That They celebrate the Queen's Jubilee at the Rovers. Oh, yeah, it is the Queen's Jubilee this year, isn't it? Oh, they're definitely going to do something. No, I think they won't. I actually have put that, but I don't think they will, because I, I think everyone's kind of a bit like, she might not make it. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Oh, I hope they do something for the Jubilee. I really do, because, you know... That's a Corrie tradition, isn't it, doing Jubilee stuff at the Rovers? They really should do, because she came and visited Oh, get them a float. 
she came and visited them and everything. Yeah. And it would be actually kind of nice. I don't know why, I don't know what the timing, what reasons behind the timing, you know, it was, it was on Tony... Tony Warren. Tony, I like Tony Stewart, Tony, Tony Gordon. Um, <laughs> Tony Warren's birthday, but I don't think they planned it because nobody mentioned that it was his birthday. Um, but I do wonder whether she did anything for her jubilee, like took a photo of her with Jenny or something in character to like oh, say, oh, you know amazing. what I mean? I think that would have been a good idea, but maybe it's a bit too late to mention it now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, Jamal, can you just come back again for a little bit? We just had a good idea on the busy, podcast. Are you? Right, um, and now these are my final two. A new producer is announced and takes over by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And there's a massive cast cull, including Kathy, Brian, Kirk, Beth, Gemma, Chesney, Quads, Paul, and Joseph, who is now adorable and beloved, gets snapped up by the state Dobbs household. Oh. Okay. This event happens in a massive stunt week that takes place over Christmas as the viaduct collapses and kills some of them, and some of them leave because they're all sad. Um, and the new producer also kills off either Audrey, Rita, or Ken in a move that will be Bold widely move. viewed as completely ridiculous and a huge mistake. Wow. Almost immediately. Okay, we've got a long time to wait to find out if those ones are true. Those are some good predictions there, Gemma, and I think that some of those... Some of them might happen. Some of them might actually happen, I don't, which I don't think I can say about mine necessarily, but you've well, obviously thought about how, how the current storylines could carry on. and some You of... definitely can tell what mood I'm in. Like, last year, I was in a stupid mood when I did mine. This year, I was in a really annoyed mood. So they're all quite cynical and horrible. Why were you in an annoyed mood? Because I was like, Gemma, have you made your predictions yet? Have you written your predictions for the year? What are your predictions? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I I kind of started off with the production kind of thing. And I I talked about um, COVID and everything because, again, that's that's on everyone's mind at the moment. I thought that there wouldn't be too obvious COVID restrictions, but um, I think there's still going to be a bit of a struggle behind the scenes. Uh, Maybe by the end of this year, sets will be able to be a little bit fuller, like we were talking about the Rovers, but Mm -hmm. it's still going to be very slow going until we can have, you know, full sets again. Um, another production thing, um, you'd have the Queen's Jubilee as your event for this year. I've got the World Cup, which is um, <laughs> in November in Qatar this year, apparently, November, December. And uh, the way that's going to affect Coronation Street is that they're going to be back having the episodes on the hub again during the World Cup. So we're probably not going to see any more of the early uploads until then, possibly. But um, yeah, early episodes, November, December on the hub. Um, and then probably just carry them on through Christmas, because why not? And it, it could well be that they carry on straight after that. Um, I also think that surely, surely this is going to be in McLeod's exit announcement. Every year, because year we're like, he's leaving this He's been year. produced for quite a while now. I mean, it's not been super long time. It's just been compared to some of the producers I think you know, recently producers the turnover's him. been a bit more regular. Yeah. So what, you had the Christmas as Ian McLeod's final hurrah, did you? And I've got, yeah. and I've got Britain's Got Talent week, if that even takes place. And this when is, is that? Because this you is always May. say like everyone should know when it is. Yeah, this and is every late year May. I don't remember. This is May because it's not a national holiday. You know that, don't you? <laughs> there is a bank holiday around then. Um, this is when Gary Windass is finally getting his comeuppance because if this is when Ian McLeod is leaving, then he needs to put a little, you know, tie a little bow on the can of worms that he opened when he made Gary Windass the street's next big villain. So this is going to be it. Now, also next year, shocking news, we are going to hear of Emily Bishop's death. No! Yeah, she's going gonna to cop it off, um, off screen. But bringing the news of that death this year is one Spider Nugent. <gasps> Spider back for 2022. Now, 
Sadly, he's sold out over the years. He's 50 he now. Yeah. He's going to be working for the man. Yeah, he really, really did that. He did do it once, but he's he's lost his way in life. And um, yeah, he, he's turned his back on all his values he once held dear. So Toya is going to try and rekindle his passion for the environment and everything. And together, tell, tell those two get involved in Maria's election no. campaign because oh. she's going to be fighting for all things green, isn't she, in the Weatherfield Council election. Yeah. And she's going to have Toya and Spider as her her big champions there so Toya and Spider as part of that are going to be camping out on the Red Wreck again to try and stop that bypass being built and maybe one thing will lead to another like last time they camped out on the Red Wreck in 1999 for the eclipse that's right Gemma Spider and Toya at it again (laughs) meanwhile it's a love for the ages it is we'll take that Imran meanwhile Abby is still pregnant and it comes we're not buying it are we I, I know I think it's maybe going to come early, just so this was going to coincide with the whole election stuff, which I think is supposed to be happening May time or so. So the reason people haven't known about this is because she's gone into hiding for a while. It's one of these, right, I can't have people know that I'm pregnant, so I'm going to go off. And that is certainly within Abby's character, I think, to disappear Go into confinement. Yes, so um, she's going to disappear. Uh, Sally Carmen maybe needs a bit of a break as well. So she's going to go away for a bit of 2022. I know, wouldn't it Come back with a big baby bump. Helpful if she got a nice break right about the time that Tim needed to take some time off for his hype. But oh, that would off. be quite handy, wouldn't it? For, <laughs> for all things, yeah. I mean, we, we are we are going to have, I assume, um, Joe Jettine and um, uh, Joe Jettine, sorry, and Sally Carmen's wedding this year as well. So I- maybe they'll have a bit of time off. IRL wedding. So anyway, this baby is going to be Imran's. Um, yeah, it comes early. Toya is absolutely devastated by this, but Aww. she's also racked with guilt over her night with Spider in the tent. So it's kind of, they call it quits and say, you know, I've, I've been bad, you've been bad. Let's call things square. Give things That's another go. And let's give things another go. Spider and co are going to succeed in stopping this bypass being built through the Red Wreck. And he is going to return to his happy hippie ways, leaving Weatherfield. So it's just going to be a temporary return, but he's going to go off with, with, a, with a rekindled passion for all things green. Um, and I think that would be a nice positive story there. How was that tied into Emily's death? Well, the, 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 reason, it, the only the reason he comes back to Weatherfield is to tell everybody Emily's dead. Oh, Forget okay. about that. I'm going to get involved in Maria's um, environment. How stuff. about Emily leaves him loads of money in her will? Because you don't, it's not cost a lot of money, does it, to live in Peru and, and Scotland? Oh, no, not at all. So she's, she's hoarded her money because she doesn't like iron brew. Or I guess, <laughs> so she's not really eating much. And he uses that money to invest in Maria's campaign. Yeah, let's say that. Okay, so that's... And also buy a fancy tent. Now, on the opposing side, Sally, we are also going to have returns for Rosie and Gina. Oh, now, I know Helen oh, Flanagan has oh. said that it's not very likely in the in the future and she's a mum and everything, but, you know, that text message from Rosie at, just at New well, Year, I think, it's no I smoke heard, without fire there. I heard a rumour, which I thought was shocking, what? that they let women who have children do jobs. I know, but I think she really likes being a mum at the moment. <laughs> Even Sally Denver has said herself in the last few weeks that if Brooke or... or um, Helen would forever return. It'd probably just be a short one for the time being anyway. Well, but I don't care I about that. I have got Rosie fun. coming back to the street with Auntie Gina and they're going to be in time for Sally's election and they're going to be campaigning for her. Of course, they are both complete liabilities in the campaigning. Rosie because she's a total ditz and Gina because she's, you know, she can't blame her bipolar, but she's a... Uh, 
she's going to go kind of maybe saying things that she shouldn't do things and maybe using some underhanded tactics to try and get a few that more votes for Sally. That would be absolutely brilliant because, you know, the first time she, she ruined everything mm. with a heart in a box. That wasn't her, that was Leah. Come on. Well, I know, it, but it could have been. It could have been her, yeah. So, you know, she might as well engage in the same tactics. Mm. So I'm saying that Sally... But actually, can I, sorry, I know I keep interrupting you, but if she sent Maria a heart in a box, Maria would just open it and go... Gary, did you order this or did I? Because I don't remember where this is. Well, I don't know where this is from. Is this from the next sale? It's Rick Nealon's heart. Uh, so I am saying that Sally is going to lose to Maria in the election. However, Maria's victory is going to coincide perfectly with this long-awaited reveal that her husband is responsible for Rana and Rick's death. What a scandal. The newly elected councillor of Weatherfield is married to a massive wrong mm-hmm. So she has to resign from office and then some nobody gets the job and then it's all quietly forgotten about. Sally doesn't get it. It's just some rando. Gary's charged, locked up. Goodbye, Gary, this year. And no. um, Yeah, so... That's going to lead to some problems with Toya and Imran as well. Maybe this is um, why she ends up bedding Spider. Because Toya, well, cause Toya is on Maria's side and it's just all going to be very tense and everything. And, Toya's um, on the... Okay. And, also, and also the fact that Toya is... Uh, Maria... Toya's on Maria's side in the election. Yeah. And Maria is going out... Uh, is married, sorry, to the person yeah. who's responsible for Imran's death. That's what, no, Imran. Uh, Dimra, Rana's death, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all going to be very frictious. That's what I mean, yeah. That's why I was asking you. Yeah, yeah. So that all ties in together quite nicely. I'm quite pleased if with this. you say so, so yourself. It does, it's perfect. <laughs> Watertight, isn't it? Come well, on. Well, come on, this is storyline that job is on finest. Show. So, Rosie. I think Rosie, well, I a pair of us. Yeah, between us. I mean, we can... I mean we're either going to come up with absolute total nonsense or mm. completely predictable rubbish yeah i think this is this is which this is kind of like to me. the tightrope between which two things <laughs> coronation street walks isn't so it so rosie is going to get her job back at barlow legal services and she's going to set her sights on imran again i think just to add another spanner to the works she's also going to rekindle her friendship with Gemma because rosie and Gemma were fab together Hello. a couple of years ago exactly um so Gemma, I think, is going to be back with a bit of a bigger story in 2022 after a quite few years recently. Hopefully more fun stuff, less gross out for Gemma. Potentially even a serious story where um, she gets in trouble with the law or something and Rosie's sneaking about getting confidential information from the lawyer's office, even though she totally shouldn't be. And then that would get her fired. So fired from the lawyer's office, Rosie and Gemma are going to team up with Michael to make a real go of his baby grow business. Remember that he started up this year? Who could forget? Got a bit quiet. So Rosie, Gemma, Michael in this great baby grow business together. Big online push with the social medias from Rosie. That's her forte. However, Michael is going to get Rosie pregnant. They're going to get together. She's going to get pregnant. She wants an abortion, though. Again, what a scandal. The, the face of this new baby grow um, company wants to have an abortion. What? But ultimately, they decide to keep the baby and stay together. I thought, I thought that Michael and Rosie as a partnership could be That would be really funny humorous. and hilarious. I really like the way all of these feed into each other. You've, you've really thought this through. Some of them I have. Some of them I have. I think that they're great. Like you, I thought Deb and Bernie could probably get together this year. She's going to move into number seven. And that is the last straw for Ardy, who resumes Aww. his plan to run Deb's business into the ground. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to happen. Ardy and Kelly romance their potential 
just because he's shown a bit of interest in her in the past, but she, he's not going to be the only one with his eyes on Ms. Nealon this year. Jacob gets involved as well. He's been sniffing around her a little bit, but of course, so has Simon. So I'm thinking, Ardy... Simon and Jacob ja- getting together? No. How, how Ardy, Jacob, Simon, all competing for the affections of Kelly this year. And um, obviously Simon versus Jacob over Kelly is going to particularly open old Ooh. wounds here because they've got a bit of history together, haven't they? Um, next, I've got Asher and Nina. I've just got moving in together. You have getting married, but yes. I'm thinking maybe moving in together. Possibly a quiet year for those two because they had such a big 2022. Maybe we're not going to see so much of those two this year. Oh, sorry, they had a big year in 2021. So maybe not such a big year for them this year. Um, well, the thing is about couples is that there's only a few big story beats that you can make with them you know getting together getting married moving in having a baby having a determination having an affair and breaking up generally that's how it goes but i'm sure coronation street <laughs> can think of something a little order. bit more um creative there maybe but yeah quite quite here for those a two, pagan hand fasting maybe um sam is going to be starting at weddy high in september no of he course. isn't he is he's going to be going to secondary school i was there when he was born i think Sam. No, I know. Like, I'm joking. Yeah. I reckon he's going to be a bit overwhelmed by the whole big school thing and he might get oh, picked on by the older kids for being a ma- think he might have a bit of a yeah, a bit, being a bit, a bit bullied this year story. Now I think Hope's also supposed to be starting big school this year as well and so we might see Hope standing up for Sam no, she's which should be, be quite nice. Holding the the flush. No, because she's been walkie-talkie into him. They're mates at the moment. Maybe, and I haven't written this down, maybe she's going to start off being his friend and then realise, yeah, he's a really easy target, isn't yeah. it? And then she's going to well, switch. She's just madam. Did not you see her expression when Joseph was caught with his hand That's in very true. Fizz's wallet? Well, reading on the rest of my prediction, I suggested that maybe she's going to stand up for Sam, maybe maybe set fire in the school. Have we had a school fire story in Coronation Street yet? Yeah, I don't Good know. Idea. Possibly in Daniel's classroom, you know, like the, on, the only room in the school at the moment. Maybe when Sam is in there, accidentally she sets fire to her, for her, to her beloved Sam and Daniel. So those two have to fight through the flames together to, to, get, to escape. Who's that? Hope. Abby? She's come to rescue us, but she's pregnant. Right, probably. Hope's expelled. Whole bullying assignment worsens. And then Max is the one eventually who stands up to him eventually he's, this will lead to some kind of redemption for Max after being a massive scally all year. Yeah. Um, Fizz and Phil almost go through with the house move, but he's going to do some shady, shady dealings <gasps> in the council related no. to the election. Yeah. Also, there's going to be another reappearance from Mimi. Again, this is a hope more than the and prediction. Trevor. What? The dog. Trevor the dog, yes. Um, Fizz ultimately is going to decide to reconcile with Tyrone. However, Alina returns. Throws a bit of a spanner in the works as she has Tyrone's baby there with her. This is your baby. Because this is Corrie tradition, she's killed off somehow. Got to kill off the young mums in Corrie, haven't you? And Fizz and Tyrone have to take on the baby. Alina and Tyrone's baby together. Both of us have them with a baby by the end of the year. Yes, we do. But also at the end of the year for me, I've said they finally... Finally, <gasps> do they tie the knot they do. this year? Fizz and Tyrone, get it in your diaries. Buy a hat, everybody. They're going to be married by the end of 2022. Oh, I do hope maybe so. Maybe in Greece. 
Um, maybe maybe this whole Alina thing can be their pre-wedding bombshell because you've got to have yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of massive um, roadblock in the way of characters are getting married. Day. You get your, yeah, exactly. Get your Helena impression you, again. But I want you to meet someone. Sadly, Gemma, while all these wedding preparations are going yeah. on this year, Evelyn... What? She's going to find out she's got some horrible illness. Oh, for God's sake. I know, well, I know, I'm... it's going to be a horrible illness no, story. But, Gemma, doing... no, it's not going to be that bad because she's going to decide to go off travelling with, with you know, James again, not football James, but her other friend James. Because we know that Evelyn likes travelling. She says, right, I'm going to enjoy as much of the world as I can. We're not going to see her decline and die on screen. It's more a positive ending of, you know, I've still got a few years left in me. I'm going to go out on a high... And and it's going to be a nicer exit for Evelyn. So you've basically done to Evelyn what every parent did with their dog that goes to live on a farm. Yeah, she's going to go off and live live on on a farm around the world. Yeah, but Cerberus can stay with Tyrone, I think. I think that would be quite nice and a little uh, bit like Monica back again. Well, um, you're fired. Um, Sarah and Adam are going to continue to be dull and nobody really cares if they stay together or not. I'm saying that Lydia's (laughs) child isn't his because she probably would have mentioned it by now. They're making too much of it. Yeah, um, but she gets together with Adam anyway, though, leaving Daniel free to date Daisy again. Oh, good. Jenny is pregnant, which we talked about recently in the podcast, didn't we? The potential of Jenny and Leo getting together and having a baby. So she's going to give birth to a child, all safe and healthy. There's obviously going to be an older mum sort of storyline going on there. So Daisy loves this, that she's got a chance. There's another baby in the family. However, it all comes out that Daisy did indeed have a part to play in Tom's death. Or, you know, it's not that she you know held his head under the water in the paddling pool. So just to remind everyone, that is Jenny's, Jenny's child. Jenny's child and, and, and Daisy's brother. Or at least she thinks she did. Because maybe she was like responsible for him. She was supposed to be looking after him. And, and he died in her care. So she becomes the latest Corrie lady this year to spend half the year crying. Daisy tears this year prediction. Leo's not going to stick around though and Jenny goes back to Ronnie which I don't want to happen but he's still hanging around not really doing anything this year. It feels like it's only a matter of time before Jenny and Ronnie get back together. Prove me wrong Coronation Street please. Um, I've got nothing of note for Brian and Kathy as much as it would be lovely to give them a serious story like I said early. Um, possibly one or both of them to leave. You had Kathy leaving, didn't you? Did you have Brian leaving as well? Uh, I think so. I think maybe. So they're going to be selling off the cabin to Dev. <gasps> he plans to turn it into a new age therapy centre that Bernie can run. <gasps> everyone I love has, that. Everyone is utterly aghast at the idea though because, you know, cabin tradition. In the end, Dev has to sell it after all the financial problems that Ardy puts him through. Because um. remember, he's, te- he's destroying Dev's business. Debbie buys the cabin, because why not? And she decides, I'm going to keep it as the cabin. Um, she, she's maybe going to give it to somebody to run who's, um, you know, maybe somebody new, maybe somebody who's not particularly well suited to it, or maybe, well, it could be, I, I wasn't sure about that. I thought maybe Jenny could buy the business with, with her Johnny money, but she's only got 10 grand, hasn't she? But at least that could reignite some kind of Jenny and Daisy tensions. I don't know. So, um... Yeah, Debbie, Jenny, maybe going over. It, it it'd be nice to much. have Jenny in charge of the cabin, you know, taking it over from Rita. She can she can run the cabin and the Rovers at the same time, can't she? No. Steve, Steve had the streetcars and the Rovers for a while, didn't they? Yeah. Um, James leaves the show at the end of the year. <laughs> maybe he gets, you know, a manager's job or something but, like oh. that. Because they did bring up that yeah, thing about getting more young, getting gay, more black. black managers. Was um, it black or gay or both? Both, really. Um, so he, but he's not going to get a job at Weatherfield County. He's going to get a job somewhere else. Hopefully. Man, you. 
Um, <laughs> nobody He's misses him. He's going to become him, the manager of Man United. And as this is, of course, going to be Ian McLeod's final year, this is the year that we have got to see him um, go through with the promise of DD. So I'm going to reignite that old prediction. Dee Dee Bailey, the sister that we've never seen, but has been teased for the last three years. She is going to return to the street. Well, not not that she's been there before. High-powered businesswoman who Rosie is going to end up rubbing the wrong way. But actually, um, Dee Dee helps Rosie out with this baby grow business that's going because she knows stuff. I feel like I know Dee Dee. I know, I know. We've built her up in her mind. She's just going to be a disappointment. I'm almost certain she's gay. You reckon? Yeah, okay. she has to be. Um, Izzy's going to get back on the street. We're going to see a little bit more limited appearances, maybe, but I think we might see her going down the cobbles this year. Meanwhile, in the time that she's been away, she has struck up a bit of a relationship with Fergus. And um, a disabled parking space is added to the street Aww. to tie in with his um, job as the car park attendant, of course. I think that Izzy That's and Fergus That's a That's a very good point, nice. actually. There isn't one, is there? There is not, but there will be this time next year. Mariam dunce Zidane when the truth about Good. Hashim's death comes out. They you both go, slope off their separate ways. Alia and Ryan get together again and it's fairly dull. Yeah. David and Shona, I hope, I think, it's been so quiet. I've said that they're back at the centre of this year's big issues-based story, but I'm getting towards the end of my predictions and I couldn't really think of what that big issues-based story would be. But it feels At like it foot. should be time for a big David and Shona story. They need to be winning the I've awards got an idea. this year, Jules oh, and Jack. I've got a brilliant idea. What? Carbon monoxide poisoning. They've done that before. Yeah, not recently. Okay, they have not And everyone's like, recently. oh, Shona, you're just crazy. <laughs> and it's not because she's getting poisoned by carbon monoxide. There you go. There's there's the big, massive and headline for this have, year, everybody. Oh, that would be fantastic, right? Because um, like some of the symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning are like hallucinations and voices. And mm. like, you know, there was that very famous story on Reddit about this guy. He said, um, I think someone's breaking into my house and leaving me notes. And I, what can I do about this? I think it's my landlord. I'm going to put a, a picture. I'm going to start filming and to, to catch you up yes. doing it. And it turned out it was him because yeah. he was being poisoned and he didn't realise. Um, what if it tied into the death of Callum and like Sarah thinking the house is haunted and you know maybe Audrey's yes, dead at this like point this. or or maybe um, Gail thinks Ted's haunting her. Like there are so many ghosts that this family could be haunted <laughs> by that they all think a character. And like Hillman. you could have some really spooky stuff with like doors closing and like lights going this on. Really and, off and, this is like, and like oh what's this? There's a note here. It's from it's from um, Richard. You know what I mean? Like mm. Richard's writing me notes again, and Gail starts thinking it's 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 um David, and David's like, of course I wouldn't do that now, Mum. You know, and then Max, start, oh that would be fun. Imagine how go. cool that would be. Oh, off the cuff prediction for Gemma there. Um, I don't know what it is. I've I've also got that Audrey is finally gonna. Um, she I said retire, but she called you Audrey has retired. I I think that she's gonna give Trim up north back to David because I think she I think she owns it and Maria's the manager or something at the moment. But David may be back. In in uh, behind the behind the weasel at Trim Up North, Daniel in an overworked teacher storyline. There's your mental health story for the year. Daniel's going to find that actually teaching isn't all getting in at nine o'clock and leaving at three thirty and spending the evening marking your books at the pub. It's actually quite hard work. So I think that that'd be quite good to show what it's actually like to be a teacher. Summer eating disorder seems like it's already started, so that's not a particularly big stretch. And maybe a romance for Stu and Yasmin, and that is my predictions for 2022. I quite like some of those. I think both between us, some of these would be would ideas. make quite stories there. So um, if anyone wants to borrow them, as long as you credit us, Corrie, um, that's fine with Can us. Can you put story consultants? 
Yes, why not? Why not? I think that'd be quite good for us. For our 10th year of the podcast, it's only taken a decade for us to do it, but maybe 2022 will be the year. Now, we did ask for some listeners to write in with their predictions, did we not? And we have got so many here, there's no way that we can read them all out. Have you got... Have you got no, them on I the iPad up there? No, I've got I've got them on the on the on the laptop here. Um, we've got a few. We've got um, we've got Lily who is fan girl lover girl overload one two three. I'll read out a, a few of hers. Um, Audrey's gonna die, she says. Sue Nichols retires. Um, Jenny's gonna start moving on with Leo, but feel guilty after Johnny. Abby um, having a who's the daddy storyline. Oh yeah, there we go. Proper adoption of Kelly by Torin in ran again. Um, Sarah pregnant engagement for Eileen and George Gary's crimes probably won't be exposed she says is he getting a storyline yeah there we go so there was loads more of that thank you those are all great there Um, John uh, John Jew has said um, Ian's Ian McLeod is going to announce that he's leaving in the summer final episode anniversary night oh Joe Parkinson to become the new producer. Now, that'd be quite cool. Joe. I'm sure you'll be thrilled to hear if, that. You've uh, been yeah, you know, that's, he, he's been on the podcast as a guest, so that'd be quite cool to say that we've got. I'm, him, I'm almost certain that were he to end up there, he would never speak to us again. <laughs> Corey's going to permanently air in three one hour episodes, <laughs> so not the half hour episodes. I don't know whether I agree with that. I think. I that think they're like the. Sense. I think they're like you know getting people in the middle episode, the, the middle thing between what them. The. Oh, I do wonder whether that middle episode gets any a bump from the Cory watching crowd. I, yeah, I wonder. I, like, I don't know. I know John helping? does like looking at the uh, the uh, rating, so maybe he knows more than us here. What were you going to say? I just say like, do 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 they put their the does that episode in the middle? Do do they go? Oh, yeah, we want Cory to boost this, or mm. are they going? Oh, this will help boost Cory, or yeah, what? I, don't I wonder. Know. I wonder. He's predicted but departures for Barbara Knox, Helen Worth, Maureen Lipman. Wow, there's big names there. Uh, Ryan Prescott, Mikey North, Nathan Graham, and Peter Ash. So I think we had some of those together. Maureen Lipman, I had. You had Mikey. No, I had Mikey North as well. We had Nathan Graham. You think you said Peter Ash as well, leaving. And um, ITV will produce a mini series of spin-off apps for the ITV Hub, only in a bid to boost the service, only to be inundated with complaints that the ITV Hub. <laughs> doesn't work well i love the idea of saying that um they he reckons that they put a mini series on to boost the hub that sounds like a really plausible yeah not a bad idea not a bad idea at all really good idea we're gonna steal that one uh, that was us that said that and john just copied us right <laughs> i think that's how i remember it, it. yeah exactly um rebecca we've got births for abby pregnancies for jenny as well engagements fizz and phil billy and paul alia and ryan um, oh dear yeah weddings Jen, Gemma and Chesney Billy and Paul um, we got Rosie as a return Sophie as well Jason Eva Anna Henry although she admits that that is more than a wish than a hope um, storyline wise we've got Rebecca predicting that Dee Dee's going to get up and set her sights on Nina because she also doesn't conform to labels um, and after Asher thinks there's more going on she breaks up with Nina and Nina and Dee get together but then after Nina can't agree with her cattiness they break up and by the end of the year Nina and Asher are back together. Now she's also got a prediction here about what you said with Maria becoming a councillor but this is during the election uh, cycle and the truth about Gary comes out. Yeah, that's what I say. That's very similar to mine then, isn't it? And then Sally wins the election and Gary goes to prison. Something that we didn't say at the beginning of all of this is we haven't seen spoilers for 2022. Yeah, sorry I got it all right, but... (laughs) I've seen a tiny little bit, but I I, I had everything that I kind of said today, I haven't particularly based on on that. Um, Weight loss campaign for Steve. 
Um, oh, Curtis is going to die, she reckons. And then Emma starts to question her trust in people. Then she has a one-night stand with Tyrone what? to numb her pain. However, she realises the mistake she has made. Something then happens to rebuild her trust, and by the end of the year, she is back to the old happy Emma, maybe with a new boyfriend. So Rebecca has sent us plenty of things Well, she also thinks Fizz is going to sell number nine and move away. Um, and Lydia saying that Adam's a father, but he's not a Finn. I think everyone's pretty sure that well, Adam's said... going to end up firing blanks. and um... Yeah, that that seems to be a quite popular theory going on out there, isn't it? Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got Ronnie here on the Facebook group saying that um, Lydia's child is Adam's for sure. Uh, Ian predicts Roy and Gail getting together. Interesting. They're of a similar age and have known and worked together for many years. I know it may seem unlikely, but I just have a feeling in my water. What do you reckon? Roy and Gail? I think you should get that checked out. Um, I don't know. Roy seems maybe a little <laughs> bit old for her still. I don't know. I really I think have no be weird. of age. I think that would be odd. But then Richard's got a love triangle between um, Ken, Audrey and Gail. Oh my gosh, no. Um, I... Jonathan says Alina's going to get back and so is your much-missed impression of her with Tyrone's <laughs> baby, so that's similar to what I said as well. Judith thinks Gary's going to be brought to justice, but actually that's the 2032 prediction. <laughs> 2032 and not 2022, that's hilarious. Tyrone and Fizz get back together, says Navdeep. Um, uh, Alina turns up with her and Tyrone's baby, another prediction for there. Um... We got, uh, who got Kelly up the Duff storyline for from Jake? Is it Simon? Is it Ardy? Is it Jacob? Oh, look, he's got the same people paired up with Kelly as I did. That's interesting. But I didn't go down the predict- the pregnancy route, but you could be right here. Sally's going to fall back into the arms of Kevin, says Chloe. <gasps> she also says a departure for either Toya or Imran. No. Don't like the sound of that. Fired. Do not like that. Toy might go and live with Eva or Imran might have to leave because his relationship breaks down and loses his job. <laughs> oh, no, please, no. Um, but she's also got a possible departure for Maria because Samia has been trained to be a therapist. That's very true. Um, we got... Um, Debbie Webster coming out as bisexual, says, J- says Jake. Oh, yeah, maybe, and maybe. maybe. And uh, then Chloe Marie reckons that Dr. Gallus might have an affair with her. <gasps> Gallus and Debbie, yes, please. Um... Daisy, uh, similar to mine, Daisy's going to have guilt over Tom's death and more involvement than she let on. From um, That's Jake that has said that. We've got um, Nina and Asher says... Uh, or Nancy says that Nina and Asher will get friendly with Dr Gaddas when Nina goes to visit her. Well, I don't know how friendly that means, but it no, does sound I don't like know. a video you could watch online. <laughs> doctor, doctor. I'll take you to sit on there and take your clothes off. Um, Christina says Bernie and Dev getting a little more serious. That's what I said. Bronte thinks Emma might get closer to Michael and um, James leaving the street. Yeah, I think lots of people are wishing that. And that, that, there again, there, there is more. There's loads. absolutely tons on our Facebook group there. So if you want, uh, if you want to see so some ideas, fun. thank you everybody for for discussing um, there your ideas. And I think that's the most predictions we've ever had for the new year, which is why we haven't been able to read them all properly. But um, yes. That all sounds fun. I am looking forward to seeing exactly how many of those are going to come true in twenty twenty two. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed listening to it, everybody. And um, we're still very much open for other predictions to come in. So if you've got any burning ones there that you just want to get out now, do it. Because if it happens and you say, oh, I wish I'd written into the conversation street and said that, that, I knew that was going to happen. Well, 
you've only got yourself to blame, yeah. haven't you? So drop us an email at conversationstreet at gmail.com with your predictions and then we'll have it on record and then you can write us back when it happens and say, na 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 I Told guessed you. it. And we'll go, you're right, it's in our inbox but and everything. Ian McLeod is banned. Yeah, you're not allowed to do Don't that. Nobody predict. in the storyline writing department, please, because no. that's just cheating. That's just, that's, no, that's, that's cheating. not cheating, that's spoiling. Although, if anyone from the storyline or, or Coronation Street department is listening and you want to write in and say, you know what, Michael, give me a percent, I'll give you a percentage of how many you proved your predictions were right, but we won't tell you which ones. Is that like That'd Wordle? That'd be quite fun. Yeah, a bit like, a bit like the Wordle like, bit of storylines. You've got, you've got uh, one orange <laughs> and three green. Yeah. <laughs> What a contemporary reference. Thank you. I'm bang up to date. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Conversation Stew or on Instagram or on YouTube. We'll probably put part of this week's episode on YouTube this week. Um, Where else are we? Spotify, Patreon, loads of places we are. And um, so do get in touch because we'd love to hear from you. Gemma. We absolutely blimmin' love hearing from Flippin you love it. specifically. Yeah, you, that person there that's listening and thinking, are they talking about me then? Yes, yes we, are. we are. So write in or send us a voicemail or something. We'd love to hear from you. I think that we have reached the end of this podcast. This has been a fairly lengthy one for a bonus podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it, everybody. Our reflections back on 2021 are our three heat pumps out of five for a year and then uh, and then our predictions. So um, we will be back at the weekend for this week's Normal Conversation Street podcast, episode 506. But, and, or is it 505 this week? It's 505, I think. Until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from Abby, who, by the way, we haven't actually mentioned our cat who was sick in the last episode. She's still on the mend, isn't she? Not quite there there yet. She's getting there. She's still having medicine shoved down her mouth once a day. Not happy about it, but um, she's on the mend. So thank you for all the well wishes that we got um, on social media this week. Anyway, I was signing off. So goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And we will see you at the weekend. Bye. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com.